And the Oscar goes to... Welcome back, people. I thought Jonathan was going to give me a cue there, but he didn't. He's uh, digesting his in and out. His his animal fries and his paint chips. Yeah. Oh my stomach bullet. <laughs> <laughs> we got a we got another episode, man. We're back. We're here again. Lucky number thirteen. Depending on what happens next week, maybe this might be lucky or unlucky number thirteen. I don't know. But anyway, suspense. We, there you go. We got. Oh, I'm Jamal. Like I'm about to skip over myself. Oh my god! We got uh, Sir Alec with us. You follow us, really? You? God, that's classic. Brought to you by Princess Diana. It's classic. But then a new Princess Diana Ice Spice. And we got John Burgundy with us. Hey, 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 hey! How's everybody doing? You know, not too bad. So we got a we got a good one today. We're going to be talking about. Uh, we're going to pick our Oscars because mm-hmm. that's next week. And if you don't know, we are live streaming that. Yes. So that'll be that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about some film trilogies today, and then some other shit on the docket. Peter Pan: How to Blow Up a Pipeline. Peter Pan. Peter Pan learned how to blow up a pipeline in the haunted mansion. There you go. Yeah, we just made that up right there. <laughs> but uh, what you guys been watching? How you guys doing? What's going on? How you living? Um, I've been well. Just been like busy this like past week. I don't know about you guys. For some reason, just like everything piled up. But I'm glad we're back in the studio. If I, I, if I may, I just want to say if you guys could see Jonathan's attire. Oh no, we're not. He doing looks this. like Stephen. No jobs. <laughs> <laughs> he got the black turtleneck. He drip. He's fresh to death. He's literally just wearing a turtleneck. <laughs> he has on no pants. Dripped out. No pants. Whoa, 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 whoa. He. That's how he walked outside today. He was like, "I'm just gonna wear no pants." He's like, "I'm going all cheekage out." <laughs> so we appreciate your courage mm-hmm. to have your your ass out. But uh, yeah, what what are you guys been watching? Uh, I've been watching a good amount of stuff. I had a busy, pretty busy week too. Well, I've been like. Finishing up, going up, going in the final stages of the sound mix. Very nice, very nice. Yeah, and other work stuff. And of course, uh, I watched the uh, the return of the greatest Netflix show of all time. Let me guess. Uh, Love is Blind, yes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, Outer Banks returned. <laughs> Came back for season three. You're very happy about that. Yeah, I was very happy. I can I can tell. Yeah, I'm beaming. You were <laughs> you were literally sitting here before we hit record. You were saying, "Adamics, Adamics, Adamics, poke, poke." And then as soon as you said Outer Banks, it was just like, <laughs> but I uh, watched Outer Banks season three, and um, it was all right. <laughs> it was like they decided to go in a direction in the show. If you don't know, um, I'm not going to spoil it just in case people watch it, but they go in a certain direction where a character returns that they thought was dead. That's kind of still spoiling it. 
Uh, I'm not gonna say. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> whatever, do whatever a dead person comes back, <laughs> and it think and it adds a different dynamic to the show that's not as good as I hoped it would be. Mm. And uh, they kind of like, kind of like filler in the middle until like the last two episodes. The last, the last two episodes were good, and then they have an ending where they could have ended the whole show, but then they decided to continue it out. So mm. I'm ready for them to milk it like crazy. Oh, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm excited for Outer Banks season four oh, through and ten. I <laughs> know <Jeez. laughs> they're making another season, but uh, yeah, so not too bad, not too bad of a season. Um, uh, I'm not too sure about next season. Unless <laughs> Netflix says, you know what, that's enough. you know, what, fuck it, that's enough. Nobody no, watches. They don't, don't want to let go of that attractive yeah. cast. That's One of the it. most attractive casts on TV. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I also watched it, and I also watched the. Uh, I've been watching this show for a bit. I forget to mention it sometimes, but um, there's a show on Peacock called Poker Face. Yes, you've seen that, right? I uh, haven't seen it, but I I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you've seen ads for it, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. but it's got um, the girl from uh, what is that? American Pie. Is she in American is she, Pie? Is it American Pie? I know she's in like on Orange and New Black and the uh, Russian mm. Doll. I feel yeah. like she was in yeah. American Pie. She might have been. I don't know. I've been in movies forever. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, N- Natasha Leone stars and um, Jamie pull that up. Pull pull her up. I'm sure you've seen her. Right, right there. She has a very. She's known for having a very uh, distinct, like husky New York accent. What? Is, what? <laughs> <laughs> like she ca- she talks like this all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you when, when you say like, that. like Dan DeVito kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> Like Aquafina, like a like, like, that's, like a, that's like a perfect way to describe it. Yeah, <laughs> so she talks like this, but uh, but yeah, she stars in this show. It's written by, it's created by the uh, the director of the Knives Out films, Ryan Johnson. She was in American Pie. Yeah, she was. Wow. Okay, I didn't forget about it. But uh, <laughs> I do I do like her though. But yeah, it's created by Ryan Johnson, the director of the Knives Out films, and uh, this show is like a. It's a murder mystery of the week kind of show. Like every every episode is a new mystery, mm. and um, and uh, Natasha Leon plays this character named Charlie, who can like, who can like look at people's faces and tell they're lying or not. Mm. And the whole the twist of this is like you see the murder, you see how basically how the whole murder happens. Like you know who did it, mm-hmm. but the fun is like seeing like okay, so I know this person's lying about something, but I don't know exactly what it is. So I'm gonna find out what exactly they're lying about okay like so it's kind of like a how to it's I actually it's called as a genre instead of like um who done it it's like it's called how to catch them oh yeah it's about how to catch this person because what kind of turned me off a little bit to it is mm-hmm. that there's so many kind of murder mysteries out now oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah and so like, was, who done it especially yeah, yeah. And so i was just kind of like oh man another oh, one yeah, this is the inverse of that okay yeah so yeah it's a really good show it's very shot really well a lot of them each episode kind of feels like distinctly different in terms of style. Okay. And uh, yeah, when they have like special guest stars, like in the last episode, they had uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt on, and uh, who was Stephanie Shue was on it. Uh, she's in Everything Everywhere All at Once. I see Adrian Shoo. Brody. Yeah, Adrian Brody, Benjamin Brad's on it, hmm. uh, Ron Perlman. Yeah, the. Um, Let's just say the cast is packed. Yeah, the cast, very packed cast. Have you watched it, Jonathan? Mm-mm. Okay. I've like seen like trailers and like um, announcements for it all the time. But yeah, highly recommend it if you guys have Peacock or anything. But uh, also, I've been I watched the uh, the short films nominated for uh, for the Oscar. Where'd you um, Where'd you watch those at? Uh, I had a free day earlier this week, so I just went to San Francisco 
and watch them. Oh, they're just in theater. Yeah, they're in theater. Oh, okay. I mean, you can watch you can watch the animated ones online if you want. That you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm fine. The I'm only, good off that. The only animated yeah. movies I've seen is the Toy di- Story and the Kobe One. <laughs> the dish. I only watch. <laughs> I only watch Pixar head ass. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> but nah, um, a lot of them were uh, were very good, um, mm. especially the animated ones. Those those were great. This is one called the uh, the Ice Merchant. That's uh that's on YouTube that you can watch. That's really great. Mm. But uh yeah, there's and then the the live action short films are not online. Well, except the uh, there's one produced by Disney. That's uh that's on Disney Plus right now. That was pretty good. A short, yeah. Oh a wow, short film that they did. It's like set in uh, Italy. It's about a uh, like little uh little church girls. They they're like uh they're orphans. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was like church girls. I was like nuns. Like, like five year old. Like they're like five eight year old kids. And it was like it was, it was a cute uh short film. And then there's one called the Red Suitcase that I'd recommend you guys check it out if you ever get to see it. Wait the the one with the um. That was by Disney. Is that on Disney Plus then? Yeah, it is. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you can check that out. It's cool. It's like an Italian name. I forget. That's interesting. So, yeah. is this, uh, aside from the uh, uh, short films, uh, the short animated films, is this Disney's first, like, short live action on no, Oscar? They've done plenty. Really? Plenty live action? Before, um, yeah. Oh, I don't remember. Okay. They got a good amount of there. Like, they, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. This but, is the first I heard of it. That's why I'm, like, shocked. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and then I watched, oh yeah, I watched Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania. Uh, should I talk about that right now, or just like talk about it later in the show? <laughs> no, good. I don't <laughs> know. I, like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> no, I can talk about it. But yeah, Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania, I saw that, and um, honestly, I didn't hate it as much as other people have been, I think. Like uh, shut up, Jonathan. I see you. <laughs> no, just, hold, on, hold on. Can I can I just say while I'm smiling or grinning? I just said that last week too. I was like, I don't hate it for the reason that everybody says. Yeah, it. but yeah, okay, go ahead. I was gonna say I agree with Jonathan that uh, I don't hate it like everybody else does. I know he 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 always he always gets hyped whenever I agree with him on something. <laughs> He's jizzing over it. Hey, whoa, right whoa. He always gets hyped when I he just creamed himself. Yeah. As soon as you said that, <laughs> like, compared to something like like Thor: Love and Thunder, I think this is better because I feel like Thor: Love and Thunder insulted my intelligence as a human being. <laughs> point, I ain't no dumb. There's just a certain point in Thor where I'm just like, why am I here? <laughs> Like why? Why am I watching this? Why did I pay for this? <laughs> and then, uh, but this one, it was like they have, <clears throat> they play with like fun sci-fi concepts. It's like I like that kind of like it's kind of like like that kind of a John Carter of Mars, mm. like that kind of thing, or like kind of like Star Trek a bit in there. Just like some ideas like that. Star Wars is in there a little bit, but they don't go all the way through with it. And I feel like that's like a detriment to the plot, to the characters overall. And um, they introduce, it's the first film that fully introduces Kane to Conqueror, Jonathan Majors as Kane to Conqueror. And I thought he was really good. I just think that, again, the writing for him wasn't there enough like to really push that forward to him being like, okay, this is this is our new big bad. Mm-hmm. And then, spoiler alert, they get beat by Ant-Man. <laughs> if, I, if, I, <laughs> if I may... 
Um, I think the reason why they didn't like give him too much space to like really, like you said, go all out mm-hmm. is because they're like, oh, well, we want to save King the Conqueror because his development is going to be over like the phase oh, no, yeah, four or whatever or that, phase five, whatever. In that post credit scene, yeah, like mid credit. But scene, like, I yeah. I definitely agree with you. I wish there was definitely more of of uh, of Kang, Jonathan Majors. He was really good. Um, but yeah. Because half the movie is just like, okay, this is an Ant Man movie, and then like the last half is like, okay, this is this is setting up Kang the Conqueror for yeah. the rest of the MCU, like hit the whole Avengers Kang Dynasty thing, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. um, and then then there's the my boy Modok. Oh my god, he was amazing. He was so stupid. <laughs> he was. <laughs> I am the ultimate weapon. And he's like has these tiny arms and it's like his little ass. It's oh like, my god! His, I didn't think his, they were gonna do that. Oh yeah! I sent, <laughs> oh yeah! I sent uh, I sent a picture of uh, Bonox's ass to the chat. And John was like, uh, "Not John, uh, Jamal was like, what the fuck is that?'" <laughs> I was like, "That's Modok. <laughs> Modok, uh, the ultimate weapon." Um, so does he just fart on people? Is that how he? <laughs> Modok, the ultimate weapon. Modok, he shoots people. Does he have a he does does he have a glass over his head? He has like a like an armor thing that appears over. It's like Iron Man. It's like he has an armor thing that appears over his. But face. it doesn't like cover like his whole head. It does. No. Oh, well, oh yeah. it does. Yeah, it covers his like his whole head. What if he just like hotboxed himself? <laughs> <laughs> like that's maybe that's how you defeat him. Like you just put a tube <laughs> from his ass. <laughs> make him high as hell. Smell yourself. Head, he, just, <laughs> he just farts in his fucking. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah there's like i don't know every <laughs> don't what, know. what's wrong with you he's like i'm gonna get my fart sound joke <laughs> it man it was like this the, there's just like a bunch of like issues with the cgi where i'm just like okay like not that the cgi was like terrible it was more like the actors felt it felt like they didn't know what they were looking at half the time mm-hmm they're just, they're just looking into space, into the void of like, okay, you're supposed to be looking at this. But then they're like, oh, oh, mm. oh, oh, no, dad, dad, <laughs> <laughs> running around and stuff. I don't know. It was like, it was just a mid movie for me. So I'm not, probably not going to think about it too hard like for like the rest of the year at all. <laughs> but uh, that goes into an interesting thing about and uh, the whole MCU in general at this at this point in time, but we're going to go over that in a little later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what, Oh yeah. And I watched Creed three. I'll talk about that later. I'll get to you guys. Right. Well, I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. I'm probably going to watch it tomorrow. Hopefully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I've watched is uh move in term. I've watched more shows this week than in, than movies because in terms of movies, I just watched the one that we were required to watch, which was the woman King. And I know we're going to talk about that later. So, um, the shows that I watched, I watched, uh, finally caught up in Last of Us, uh, caught up in Abbott Elementary, and watched all of the latest season, uh, or part one of You, and, um... Oh, I forgot they came back. Yeah, <laughs> and then I've also watched this, uh, short docuseries of, uh, Pepsi, Where's My Jet? I don't know if you guys have, like, seen it, um, like, it, it was, like, promoting it on my Netflix thing for some reason. Yeah. And I, it caught my interest, and I watched it. What is this? It's uh, Pepsi. Where's my jet? And it's literally about like the case of where 
Pepsi made a uh, commercial about like Pepsi points, like the more cans of soda that you drink or collect, mm-hmm. you can earn points to buy like sunglasses, basically swag. But at the end of the commercial, it said if you er- if you earn up to like seventy million, uh, seven million uh, of Pepsi points, you can get a uh, like a fighter jet or something like that, like a military fighter jet. And it was like a commercial, like this, like teen going to school and parking his like fighter jet right in front of the school. Mm, and what? like this, like 22 year old boy, like in college, he was like, I want that. And he literally like did a whole bunch of things to like trying to uh, um, buy it, like, you know, earn it. And when he like sent it or he actually like completed it, whatever he needed to do to get the 7 million points, he completed it, sent it over to the Pepsi company. And they were like, uh, we were joking. That's not actually available when. And it was a whole thing about like on the commercial, they didn't put a disclaimer saying this is fake. Uh-oh. So they took Pepsi to court and all that. And it's a, that's all, that's all I'm going to say about that. that. That's all it was. It was just literally that. And then uh, they had like uh, an interesting thing of like people uh, that they were interviewing drink Coca-Cola and Pepsi. And were like, can you tell which one's which or which ones do you like? Do you like better? Or which one's the best? And they had some of the people that worked at Pepsi do the same challenge. And I think like, one of the Pepsi workers accidentally said, oh, this is better. And it was Coca-Cola. And I was like, ooh, egg on their face. They're probably fired. Well, Coke, <laughs> Coke, Coke is better than it Pepsi. Is. Like, but, uh, Pepsi just feels like it's for old people. <laughs> like this, It's for the elderly. It does, though. Like, it just, I don't know. It's just something, know. Just something about it. Yeah, it's like oh, I'm but uh, Pepsi. Yeah. I, I, definitely, <laughs> I definitely recommend that uh, short docuseries. Not too long. Um, it was... Interesting, you know. Okay. But yeah. Hmm. That's my adventure for the week. Um, what have I been watching? <clears throat> Watched the new house party. Um, I guess I could talk about that because that's not on the that's not on the docket. But I actually thought it was pretty good. Hmm. Um, I was, and maybe because I had already went into it thinking, oh, this is gonna be ass. So <laughs> my expectations for it didn't even leave the ground. Um, but then. I'm sitting there and I'm watching it. I'm like, okay, I find myself laughing a lot more than I expected. And I'm like, you know what? This isn't too bad. And so LeBron wasn't in it as much um, as, you know, a space jam. <laughs> space jam. He was horrible in, but this one, <laughs> this one, he was pretty funny in okay. this one. Cause he, he was probably in it for maybe about like five minutes. Wow. He literally shows up at the end of, oh, spoiler. He shows up at the end of the movie um, and that's pretty much about it. Question. Do you count the hologram part or no? Because uh, uh, I, I just seen that part in the trailer, but I don't know. Like, was it maybe I, they so, cut it shorter in the movie? Or so he's it's me, LeBron James. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't I don't count that. Cause OK, OK, OK. That was pretty much almost like one or two scenes. Ah, okay. Um, and he's just kind of reciting stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the stuff where he's like actually acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a scene where like they're at the end and he comes home and he's, you know, the two people are like, oh, you know, yeah. we threw the party and blah, blah, blah. Have some, you know, have, be nice, whatever. And he is like, he's like, okay, so both you niggas going to jail. And I was like, <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> I uh, know. Like in the context of it, you have to watch it. But I thought it, I thought it was decent. I'd probably give it a, I'd give it a mid, <laughs> like, okay. but not like, oh, it's mid, mm-hmm. but like, eh. okay, like it's, it's mid. Yeah, I do remember seeing the trailer for it and I was kind of like, oh, 
Yeah, the remake of House Party, and that that what that's kid what kind play, of are kidding playing it. They are. Oh my god, a, qu- <laughs> a, a quick cameo. Oh, let me hold on. Let me, what's the name? Kid Cudi is also in it. Uh-huh. Yo, so these are spoilers, but he was fucking hilarious in it though. Right. Yeah. And so they they go on this whole thing where are you guys going to watch it? I probably will. But I don't yeah, I probably will. Okay, now that so you mentioned it, <laughs> so uh, they they're having a party. LeBron's Cleveland Cavalier ring gets stolen. Mm-hmm. So they're all freaking out. The two are freaking out. They're like, oh, shit, we got to get this ring back. And Cuddy is like sitting on top of a bar. He's all like, oh, I can get that back. And it's just like, what? They're like, what? He's like, yeah, I can get that back. And they're like, how? He's like, they're like, how? He's like, Illuminati. And like straight fucking fa- He's like, Illuminati. And so. <laughs> so the power of the Illuminati. So they fucking go. To yeah. like this Illuminati meeting with all these like rich celebrities, Mark Cuban's in there, uh, uh and some other shit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so they walk in and Cuddy's like, Don't embarrass me. Like a cameoed filled movie. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> uh but his part is actually kind of long a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um so they, they go to they go to this <laughs> fucking meeting and they have to do so they're like the guy, one guy goes and gets the ring, another guy's like there, and they got the ring. They're 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 clear. They're getting ready to leave. Yeah. And as they're walking out, this is where Kid plays uh, cameo comes in. And so Kid uh, sneezes, and one of the guys like, "Oh, God bless you." And then the whole fucking oh, room just yeah. like stopped and was just looked at him. <laughs> and Cuddy, who was literally, he yeah. brought them there and was working with him. He's looking like, "Oh shit!" He's like, "Intruder." <laughs> <laughs> and so then like they fucking they start taking these people they take they take those two to like this pit and it's like a blood sacrifice fight or something the hell and yeah <laughs> the hell's oh, this movie, yeah it gets oh, so shit. like this part gets so fucking wild <laughs> like some guy runs up to him there's they got like some weapons some guy runs up to him he's like you gotta fight for the blah, blah, blah. and then out of nowhere like this thing chops his fucking head off just like I'm sitting in a there, house party movie, and yeah, in the fucking house party movie. Oh god, I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm. It's just like he, whoosh, I'm like, oh fuck, yeah, that sounds insane. And so, yeah. <laughs> I watch this tonight. So they're fucking, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. They're fucking fighting and shit, and then Cuddy, uh, like they're they're about to get fucked up, and then Cuddy just comes out of nowhere, and he's just like crouching tiger, hitting dragon and shit. <laughs> Like he's fucking, he stabs this guy. He's like, yeah, are you not entertained? Like it's actually like violent. Movie? It's like violent. Oh, oh my God. wow. Like he, like he's stabbing yeah. him and shit. I'm like, what? I didn't the get fuck any is idea this? of that kind of shit happening in the actual movie. I swear, the trailer. me neither, right? <laughs> so, I'm pretty sure Jamal's just milking it. He's making, he's making all it all right. up. Yeah, that's good. You watch it and find out. <laughs> so fucking Cuddy, like, this big dude's like, he's on Cuddy and he's getting ready to like stab him. Yeah. And they're all like, oh, we got to save Cuddy. And the guy, like, he stabs him. And then they stab, like, the guy with, like, this sword and shit. And then Cuddy's just, like, laying there. He's dying. And he's like, he's like, he pulls out a, a letter. He's like, give this to LeBron. Nobody can read it except for him. <laughs> and they're like, are you sure? He's nobody. Uh, it's it's pretty funny, man. Okay. So I would say check it out. Okay. Uh, if you if you if you go into a thing and like oh it's gonna be like the originals, you know, it might you know, I don't know. Yeah. But give it a watch. I enjoyed it. Um 
Lil Wayne had a cameo. Juvenile, oh, Snoop Dogg. Oh, 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 Lil Wayne's in it? Oh. Yeah, Lil I'm Wayne's there. in it. <laughs> I'm there. Uh, Tinashe. Mm-hmm. Um, a bunch of bunch of cameos. DC Young Fly is in it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Maya's in it. Mm. Um, it's yeah. it's a it's a quick little watch, um, and you know they kind of they play tribute to the older one too. So I would check it out. That's okay. And then I was uh, I had watched I've been watching Physical One Hundred. Oh on, yeah, I watched on, that on Netflix a while ago. Yeah, um, that's pretty insane, man. Mm-hmm. Like, there's an episode where <laughs> there's a uh, they have to choose between uh, obstacle A and B, and it's the mud pit. Yeah, and it's, there's there's this guy. He's a MMA fighter, and they're all from Korea. And Not all of them. Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so there's like a white guy and a black guy. Yeah. Um, oh, I actually watched like one episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's kind of intense though, yeah. man. The shit gets it gets good. These are not like little games that they do. This is like this is legit. Yeah, like, <laughs> tough. Like some some hardcore shit. Yeah. So interesting thing. Like I think before they released this, I don't know if it was related to this or not, but they were like rumors or like uh, news saying that um, contestants that were in the like. Squid Game type of uh of show mm-hmm. uh injured themselves and were trying to sue the uh the production company. Well, because, Netflix like, is doing an actual Squid Game. Okay, so that is different. Okay, okay. Yeah. I thought it was this because of it, like I mean, the obstacle it and can, all that. It so, can yeah. kind of almost be like that. Nobody's yeah. dying. No, no, yeah, of course. That'd be crazy though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so there's like so one episode like this guy. He's an MMA fighter. And it's like this this bodybuilder, and she's a woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, to me, what's crazy is that like this is a physical challenge. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. like they're wrestling. Like they got to try to get the medicine ball by the end of three minutes, and whoever has it at the end of three minutes wins. Right, right. And it's like, yeah, like women can go against men, and these aren't these aren't small dudes. Oh no, yeah, yeah. yeah. These are like jack, yeah. big fucking mm-hmm. like monsters. And then it's just like these small. They're they're built. But these these women are not like yeah. you know they're not a threat to to these guys yeah um, and so this guy chose her and so that was another thing he could he could choose who he wanted there were plenty of guys <laughs> oh, to choose from yeah, yeah, yeah. but he chooses her and this part was actually kind of uncomfortable oh, oh okay. I think I know you're because about, yeah. he, I haven't caught up but okay I want to go, go ahead because like the goal is to get the ball yeah. And this guy is just like he's like laying on her, holding her down like on the putting ground, his knee on his on her shoulder. Yeah. and, stuff. and yeah. then he's like looking up at the people, and he's going like, <laughs> and like <laughs> a little bit demented. And yeah, I'm sitting there and I'm watching oh this shit. I'm like, I'm like, bro, this is a little, this is a little uncomfortable. Too much. Like, the, the people at the production yeah. team are like, like ready to go in there and interview. But the, but then the director's like, no, 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 no. Let it happen. <laughs> Let it roll. <laughs> but like yeah so and so he's got like three minutes and you know he's just kind of toying with her and she's jacked but like he knows technique to like you know to keep her down and stuff um and so yeah i was just like you fucking pussy uh like there's plenty of other guys that you could and anyone to act tough he went for the easy win and then try to act tough and then try to act best and then but then what's funny is that like um the very next challenge, they had to pick teams, and nobody wanted to pick them. Ooh. And so they start out, they're all, <laughs> like they all line up who they want to be. So there's yeah, yeah, there's yeah. five like captains, we'll say, or ten captains, and then everybody else has to like run to who they want to be with. 
And if that if that captain has more than five people, the others who they choose, they just keep moving down the line. And so he obviously tried to go to the strongest competitor. Yeah. And then he was like, the captain picks his five. You see him move down. Mm-hmm. Other captain picks his five. You see him move down. Yeah. Literally all the way until like the last team that's fucking left. Um, and so he, in the end, he kind of got his. It's crazy. But yeah, that's what I've been watching. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, and now I'm just waiting for uh, Ted Lasso to come yeah. back. Yeah. yeah. That comes back on the 15th. So excited for that. Mm-hmm. And then obviously been watching The Last of Us. Best show going yeah. this year. I'll keep saying that. So, yeah. But Alec, what uh, what happened on this day in film history? On this day in film history, uh, 19, 1956, on March 5th, 1956, uh, the King Kong version in 1933 was televised for the first time. Mm. And that's a, that's a pretty big deal because it's like the full version of the movie the like re remastered the same scene still intact televised for the first time this is like kind of like a big deal just because tv was just getting started and that was like one of the first movies to be televised so yeah and have you guys ever seen that uh that version of king kong i haven't seen that one i've seen i've seen the the jack black one um and I've seen the the recent one. Oh, the Kong Skull Island. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But haven't haven't seen the, the Peter Jackson one. The, the 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 one with Jack Black. The one before the, that one. I've I've seen that one. Oh, you haven't seen. I the haven't seen new, this one. Yeah. The nineteen. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I, a good one. It's a really good one. Maybe seen like like clips of it. Oh yeah, it's like iconic. Yeah, with like the gigantic hand. hand yeah, you know. it's all stop motion. Yeah, but yeah, that's a it's a really cool fact that uh that was like one of the first big movies to like premiere on television mm. and inspired a generation of filmmakers at, right. at that time because you know what king kong ain't got shit on me oh! <laughs> there we go i just Should I play the intro again <laughs> <He's> <laughs> yeah, that is actually bought a uh, training day on 4k nice yeah. so still but i got to show you after Jake! but it's pretty cool Jake! <laughs> Jake! <laughs> that's such a, he's so good in that man it's amazing but uh john burgundy what you got for us this is the news john burgundy <laughs> john burgundy news, news, news. john burgundy this is news with John Burgundy. Bitches. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, y'all. So we're gonna start off right with the box office reports. Number one, we got coming in at uh number one, we got Creed 3 coming in at 15 million. Okay. Number two. That's respectable. Mm-hmm. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania at 3.4 million. Number three, we got Cocaine Bear coming in at 2.9 million. Okay. Uh, number four, we have Jesus Revolution coming at 2.9 million. What is that? That's I, the faith based movie. Yeah. Oh, with um, Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. And then we have. Those movies uh, usually do well. The yeah. Christian movies. They're like, <laughs> like a whole sudden, all these like. like <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I um, laughing at that. Black people disappeared behind them. <laughs> <laughs> my, my parents just came up the stairs. <laughs> and then we got uh, number five, 
Demon Slayer. Uh, I'm, I don't know how to say it. Kimetsu no Yaiba to the Swordsmith Village with 2.4 million. It's an anime. Yeah, the anime film. Yeah. I, but, would, uh, I would love for like the Jesus people to be in line. Uh, behind like the demon slayer people uh, <laughs> let me get two tickets to the demon slayer and then the Jesus people are like mm, they're going to hell no no demon slayer well, they're like oh is that the new Jesus movie but they're like they're going to hell look how they're dressed I can't believe we, we've had two anime movies at the box office this week fellas two demon slayer and creed 3 oh my goodness you <laughs> I'm not even joking when I say Creed 3 is an anime but I'll get more into that later yes we but, will but uh the piggyback wait up. Well, you haven't you haven't seen it which one Creed 3 no 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 uh, it's I've heard oh, of I was his like, like stu- I was like the way he said it I was like, no, yeah, no, no, I know. Yeah, like, no 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 as in like I've heard um when like they were interviewing Michael B. Jordan he was saying a lot of his inspiration came from like anime and all that Yeah, and yeah. people were saying that he kind of like did a lot of his stylized from that, but that's all. That's but what I mean. I think the fight scenes kind of resemble that, right? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Oh yeah, yeah, to that. But uh, yeah, picking that back of a Creed Three's uh, number one box office is actually the on a global scale is the first sports movie and the and the first Rocky movie to hit a hundred million dollars worldwide. Nice. Wow. Yeah. So good. Good on Michael B. Jordan. And that yeah. literally just came out Friday. Yeah. 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 So nice. yeah, expect Creed. Four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> We're gonna get many more. Yeah. Congratulations, but, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> Handsome black man. The, the, the corny kid, right? The, the, corny, <laughs> no, the, 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 the corny kid. The corny right? kid, right? I'm a corny kid, right? Yeah, the corny kid. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Let me I talk, heard you. Let me talk to John. Yeah, I heard you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That wasn't me. Yeah, yeah it was. Kid. That's you, hilarious because like, they call him corny when he's like, well, he did like anime, so maybe that was corny. But <laughs> especially back then, when it was like it wasn't cool to like anime. But um, but he was like a working actor. Yeah, like he was like on the wire and that shit. doesn't like, even make any sense. <laughs> call him corny for like bringing in the headshots. Like, this motherfucker was in Hardball. Yeah, <laughs> it's like he was like a working successful actor. Yeah, while, while you guys are going to fucking seventh period. <laughs> like I don't, I don't get that far. Maybe they call him corny because he like anime. I don't know. Maybe. But, but, but yeah, other than that, that's dumb. Um, with this box office report numbers, right, that we just went over, do you guys think the MCU is in trouble, or do you guys think it's a superhero fatigue, or is it just a Marvel fatigue? Opinions. That's how you can go first of all. Um, burning rage for the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, I, and we want to know your take since you're not a big superhero yeah. guy. I I think it's I think it's um. A little bit of fatigue, and then what? What else? Is it a superhero fatigue, or is it just a Marvel fatigue? And is the MCU it's in trouble? Superhero fatigue in, in general. In general, uh, I think it's. I think it's more so Marvel. I think. I mean, they've they've been on the box office records for what? How many years? You know what I mean? Like typically, whenever years, a fucking yeah. a movie comes out, like it's going to do big numbers. But then it's like, like all right, after a while. The the all of it is like okay Iron Man Spider Man it's like okay but now we kind of want a good story at least yeah something that makes sense and that's cohesive um, and I just think I just think every single year that's tough to just have a movie every single year come out and have people still want to be mm-hmm. go see it so I just think it man like if they if they just took like a year or two off like in between movies 
and actually built up anticipation of it because now it's almost just to the point where it's like, okay, Marvel's coming out this year. Which one? Ant-Man. All right. We're going to go see it. Yeah. Yeah. You know the drill. Yeah. 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 Like it's not, it's not, it's not like, Oh shit, Mm Ant-Man. It's more like, okay, we have to see this one to get to this one. And I think that could be an also a thing too. Yeah. But uh i i do agree that it's more of a mcu fatigue yeah it's starting to set in you know like you said like they've been they've been number one in the box every time they come out like they release hit after hit after hit mm-hmm. and now like the past i don't know i would say two years it's they've started to like shaky get shaky a bit and uh they've also thrown in like those disney plus shows they got going on now so it's starting to feel like i, I would say for the normal it's starting to feel like homework yeah. So even me, I don't even mind these. I don't even mind these movies and stuff. I'm I'm starting to feel like Ugh, um, <laughs> do I really need to watch this in order to like enjoy this. Yeah. It's like because every project right now it feels more like they're setting up, just putting these characters so they can set up something that's gonna happen like in the next six years. I don't mm-hmm. know. But um, I'd say with the MCU fatigue, I feel like there's more people that are catching on to the formula because you know I feel like the audience like. Like I have the ups and downs with the mainstream audience, but you, but they eventually catch on. They're like, yeah. okay, well, yeah. okay, we're starting to back off of this a little bit. Yeah, and um, and um, I feel like they are rethinking their game plan because they just moved the uh the next Marvel movie, not the next Marvel movie, but after Guardians of the Galaxy three comes out, there's going to be a movie called The Marvels, and that's like the Captain Marvel sequel. Yeah, and they moved that to it was going to come out this summer, but they moved it to November. So I'm I'm starting to think like okay maybe they're starting to like delay some things and like giving giving time to yeah. each project so they can like let us breathe a bit before we just jump onto the next one because that that seems like the problem too yeah like you said there's so many shows now on Disney Plus you got a movie every single year you just don't have that time to mm-hmm. to soak it in and and like okay let me let me see what just happened here let me yeah. really kind of digest it yeah I think it's kind of almost like um like Drake Drake had been has been on top of the music hip hop world for God knows how long now. And it's like at a certain point, it's like, all right, man, I don't want to hear you talk about you crying over girls anymore. You're, you're yeah. 35 years old. Yeah. Stop. Like, you, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I think is I think, I think that happens with anything where it's just fatigue of something. Um, and so I think, I think if they just like take a year off, let people like, damn, I haven't, there's no Marvel this year. Mm-hmm. Then it's like you come back that next year, and now it's like, all right. And it's like you said, as long as it's not mid, mm-hmm. you know. I just remember the the ridiculous hype for uh, Endgame, Avengers Endgame. Remember that, Jonathan? Yeah. Everybody was like extremely excited for that. Just like frothing at the mouth to see that movie. Yeah. And then it delivered. It was like, yeah, yeah. 100% an event film. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah, that was, like, the last time I would say, like, the well, besides No Way Home, Spider-Man No Way Home, that was, like, the closest to Endgame, I would mm-hmm. say. Yeah. But, like, the last time that fans were, like, ex- and people in general just extremely hyped for a new Marvel thing. So do, oh, you, yeah. so do you think after Endgame, that should have been the reset? Um, They probably could have, like, done something. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, I like the direction they're they're trying to go for, especially since they're going to start getting into, like, the Fantastic Four and the X-Men. Finally. And make, the, uh, and make, them, make them the new leads. I don't know. But we'll see. We'll get to know who the planes of Fantastic Four this summer, I believe. And I don't know when the X-Men are coming in. But I know they're bringing back the animated show. 
to a Disney Plus. Like they're re- they're rebooting that, so mm. that's our next X Men thing that's coming out. But yeah, I just think it's just a MCU fatigue, and I feel like Marvel also doesn't play doesn't like to play too much into the comic book aspects too much. They like I don't know. To me, they they I feel like they make fun of it more. And they really like embrace it, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's where like James Gunn's DC can really like, you know, overtake it because I know because I know Gunn's worked for D- Marvel before, obviously. Yeah, at the Guardians of the Galaxy film, so he knows like he probably knows like the where the formula doesn't work and where it does work. And I was, <clears throat> I was going to ask you yeah. uh, about that. Like, do you think this is this is DC's chance? to kind of mm-hmm. close the gap a little bit. Yeah. Because you don't have those those big, you know, characters, uh Iron Man, Spider-Man, he's still there, but like, you mm-hmm. know, Captain America and things like that. And with what DC's getting ready to do, do you think like, okay, maybe this might be the turning of the guard here? It might be. Yeah, I would say so. It's like, yeah, they're they're about to reboot Superman. They got a brand new Batman coming. They got uh, loads of other characters that fans have been excited to see. And uh yeah, I feel like they could really like fill in the gaps that Marvel is missing on supposedly. And then they, I feel like since James Gunn's a comic book fan and he, and his Guardians movies embraces the comic books and the, the, the more inherent like goofiness of it all mm-hmm. into his stuff, especially with his suicide squad movie. I feel like that's where they could really, they could really find their stride and feel more, feel more like event films yeah. than the others do. And I, and I think, I think, because Marvel is kind of on a little downslope yeah. that people will, people will go see the DC movies mm-hmm. just to see like, all right, let me see what they got. Yeah. Right. Like they'll, they'll still Almost be like a getaway, you know? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. let me, let me just take this little break here. I'll come back, but let me, let me check out and see what the other teams got. Yeah. 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 And, so. Oh yeah. Good on Jonathan majors for having <laughs> two movies. Number one in the box office within yeah. like two weeks apart from each other. Nice. That's has crazy. that, has that ever happened? It probably has happened, but I can't remember the last time it happened. Like, I feel like it might be maybe like, well, maybe not weeks apart, but I think in the same year, maybe Jim Carrey, maybe. Yeah. Where he had the mask. Uh, Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, like those things, yeah. But never like a week mm-hmm. apart. That's pretty mm-hmm. insane. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Um, That's a long breath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I, I kind of... Am on the same boat as you guys. I think it's it's starting to become a little bit of a superhero fatigue, only because um, Marvel still kind of is, but uh, was this like big monster, you know, that kind of like took control of like the box offices and like um, just uh, led the way for a lot of these superhero movies and like. Even though DC, yeah, they had like their movies and all that. Um, Marvel just kind of like paved the way and DC was trying to follow them until they got James Gunn. And he kind of like they got insight of Marvel, I think, and got that upper hand of like, okay, this will work. Like you guys said, this will work. This won't work. But I just feel like Marvel's just cranking up too much stuff. Yeah. And like when I heard that they were going to crank out shows along with the movies, I was like, I didn't know. I didn't know. You know, I wasn't sure. It sounds cool on paper. (laughs) Yeah. But then when I actually, and like, I guess part of me was like, I don't know, but I was like, it is Disney. So they have like the budget to make like super high quality stuff. Yeah. But I think, I don't know what their focus is. I I really like at this point, I don't know what their focus is because in the storytelling, it is not. 
right? I, so making money, it seems like. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. It, it just feels daunting now. Um, and hopefully, this will be the time for people to go back. Not or not go back, but like go and check out DC and what they're about to crank out. You so, know. so what do you guys think could be like that? The that can kind of get them out of this funk and kind of get it, yeah, and get them back on. You know, it's just uh, yeah, just like space out these space projects out, yeah. more and uh, get better writers. Because <laughs> I don't know, I don't think this whole hiring a Rick and Morty writer thing is going good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I was like, I don't know. It's like. I don't know. This, I don't know why they they hire. This is no offense to like the writer of a uh, Ant Man three. Uh, his name is Jeff Loveness. Uh, I watched some of his interviews. He seems like a really nice guy. Cool, cool. He's like he like admitted he, he like actually admitted his mistakes with the script. I really see that. No, most of the time. But uh, yeah, shout out to him. But I just think like I don't know. Just getting these writers that don't really have much experience with making blockbuster films or anything like that. It's like it's kind of feeling more like a detriment. And uh, it just feels like, I don't know, it just feels like it's easier for a studio head to be like, okay, I want you to do this and this and this. Instead of like, I don't know, could you imagine like they got someone like James Cameron? And, and, <laughs> and then like, they're like, okay, I want you to put a funny joke here. I want you to do, I want you to put the cameo here. And James is like, fuck no. <laughs> We're doing what I want. Yeah, like right. someone, someone with actual like, I don't know, creative drive to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. But I don't know, just like have, just like make it, let your directors direct and let your writers actually write. Instead of just like trying to fit into your criteria of like what you think the audience wants to see out of a Marvel movie, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it seems like man, like it's just the uh, the sweatshop over there at Disney. <laughs> yeah, you it know? does feel like a sweatshop. Like, hey, man, hey, we need to we need to hit this quota here. Yeah, so I don't give a fuck. Write it. Let's let's get going. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I do think that this could be you know. The uh, the passing of the guard here mm. with James Gunn kind of taking over and he's kind of putting his stamp on what he feels like it should be for the DC universe. Because um, I'm a big fan of Batman and I like the Joker. And then also with the other stuff, yeah, it's still a little confusing to me about like having mm-hmm. different Batmans. I also kind of get it too. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Because to me, if he, uh, if they nail this Superman reboot that's coming out, I'm like not just a, being a good movie, but an excellent movie, then like yeah, then the sky's the limit. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like yeah, they can yeah they can do anything at that point. They make <laughs> an amazing Superman movie because we haven't had a really great one since like the eighties. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. and and you know maybe maybe that's what Marvel needs. Maybe they need to be number two for a little bit. And see DC start to pick up and catch steam, yeah. And so they can be like, "All right, we gotta, we gotta go back to the drawing board. We mm-hmm. gotta really improve what we're doing here." So, yeah, competition is good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So we talked about directing and and writing, but I think it's time for us to move to actors, mm-hmm. which thus the SAG Awards. On February 26th, the SAG Awards was broadcasted. For listeners who don't know what SAG is, it stands for the Screen Actors Guild, which is a labor union representing over 160,000 film and TV actors, singers, internet influencers. Y'all get the deal. All right. So every year, just like the Oscars, they host an award show that where actors vote for other actors and this seems to have put a bit of a shakeup 
to what might happen at the night of the Oscars. Um, the winners are for Best Performance by a Stunt Ensemble, Top Gun Maverick. Best Supporting Actor, Ki-Ku Huan, is it? It was Kwan. Kwan. He was going to call him Short Round. Short Round. Ki-Huay Kwan. Kwan. From Everywhere. <laughs> Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, supporting Actress, Jamie Lee Curtis. Same movie. Uh Best Actress, Michelle Yao. Best Actor, Brendan Fraser. And Best Performance by a Cast in a Motion Picture was Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, best Performance by a Cast basically being the equivalent to, you know, Best Picture. Um, so. Why the, wouldn't they just call it that then? I don't know. Best Performance by a Cast. It's like highlighting just actors. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. The biggest shakeups being Jamie Lee Curtis winning Best Supporting Actress. And Brendan Fraser winning Best Actor. Um, while it seemed like Brendan was in the lead for a long time, Austin Butler seemed to become the new frontrunner when he won like all those awards, um, you know, back like a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first major win for Jamie Lee Curtis this award season. Um, do you guys think that uh, Hollywood, uh, that her being a Hollywood legend, uh, kind of led to her winning? this award or like, you know, is going to lead up to her winning possibly the Oscar. Mm, you want to start Alec or, Oh, uh, you can start. Do I think Jamie Lee will get an Oscar pretty much? Yeah. Because of this. And like, you know, that um, she's been in Hollywood, like, you know, she's yeah, basically yeah. a Hollywood legend for a long time. And yeah, she's she has Holly- Hollywood royalty. Her parents. Yeah, very famous actors back in the day. I don't know, and she hasn't won one yet. So this, this, like you know, I'm still so, <laughs> I'm still sold on Angela Bassett for the Oscar. But for me personally, I just think I think Angela was really good in, in Black Panther too. Yeah, um, like she was kind of a cornerstone. I think I think the only reason why Jamie Lee may not win is because. So much love now is being given to everything, everywhere, all at once. I'm just thinking, I don't know, because Jamie Lee Curtis is an, is an actress that's been around for so long. You know, she started, you know, her first big role being the Halloween movie mm-hmm. back in the 70s. And her parents are like both were big time actors back in like the 50s and 60s. And she was in My Girl. Yeah, she was in My Girl. <laughs> her best, Freaky Friday is the actual best performance. She should have won. Yeah, hey, Chris was with the cranks, man. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Tim, Tim Allen, <laughs> best performance, too. I will say that Botox part, though, was fucking that was hilarious. That's pretty funny, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, but she's been around a long time and she's like, you know, really well beloved, too. So it's like, I don't know. And it was just interesting that that was that she was the winner for that one. I don't know because mm-hmm. to me it just felt like she was really good in everything everywhere all at once. I was like, was that really the standout performance though? Yeah. But uh, yeah. So I think I would say I'm still on Team Angelus at this point right now too. Yeah. And uh, but the whole Brendan Fraser thing. See that one got me by surprise. I remember last episode where I was like, "Okay, if Austin Butler wins the SAG, then it's yeah. pretty much a done deal. He's winning Best Actor." But now that Brendan won the SAG here, it's going back to being more like neck and neck. So mm. I'm interested to see where that's going to take us. Yeah, maybe it's not even one of those two. 
What are some third options? It was like Colin Farrell. Oh. <laughs> he, 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 he looked this way. Like, what? Banshee's of Inishirin. The Banshee's of Inishirin. Jenny for Jenny. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, so I'm interested because, you know, I, I still I still do think it's between those two. Yeah. For sure. So I'm interested to see how that goes. Uh, I think I'm still leaning on Mr. Butler. Uh, Elvis Presley himself. I think, yeah, I think... And we'll uh, we'll get to that later on, but yeah, I think um, Brandon winning. I think it just adds a little, a little. Uh, It'll be a feel good night. Yeah, a little anticipation. Yeah, for for the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen the well yet, so I can't speak on his performance. Right. But, um, mm-hmm. but it, like you said, if Austin would have won. Then, because he had won, he won. He the, won like the BAFTA, Golden yeah. Globe, Critics' Choice. I think he's sweeping the motherfuckers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then it's like if you'd have won this, it's like all right, mm-hmm. we, commercial break here. We don't even need to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Brendan, I like Brendan how, stay home. Yeah. <laughs> I like. I like how he. Uh, uh, what is it? Austin Butler won those three, and Brendan winning this one. It's like even three awards equal to like the same award. And and neck and, neck. and then this one especially being voted on by your peers, yeah, yeah. you know, like that. That I mean, yeah, you can't mean, vote for yourself, you know. I mean, that means something, yeah, because <laughs> these are your people that you're competing against, yeah. And that, that's what I'm saying. You can't vote for yourselves. So you're like, Ooh. and they and they really know, like, all right, this person's really going in on it. Yeah, this person's kind of phoning in. Like they see shit that we don't even see. Yeah. So winning this one is kind of like, all right. But yeah, I th- like you said, Alec. I think it's between those two mm-hmm. still. Um, and yeah, I actually saw another interesting fact where um, best actor, the best actor Oscar, the only time a, an actor has won for best uh, for playing an actual, and uh, not an actual person, but a fictional character. Yeah. So, do you know, do you really believe the um, where he says that like he couldn't get out of the accent? I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's like, you know, I mean, Johnny Depp been sounding like Jack Sparrow for decades. Oh, that, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> just because, like, I've been seeing that mm-hmm. and I know we've talked about it. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, but I've heard him recently. He's been sounding like less like Elvis. Yeah. He just sounds more country. I'm just like, just, just go back to talking. <laughs> just turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> just, just go back to talking. He's, I, I mean, just imagine him at home just like, no. No, you didn't. Jamal, you know what that reminds you of? My fool's here. That reminds me of. Um, Remember, uh, you sent me that one video of like British actors yeah, and like yeah, American yeah. movies. Like, just turn it off like they do. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, I'll pop your ass in it. <laughs> Can I get my tea? Uh, you know, jolly, jolly shot. Can I get my tea and crumpet? Because I don't, I don't know how long he had been preparing for that role. Yeah, uh, I think he was like doing it for like three years. Like, yeah, okay. he's been he's, he's been maintaining that <laughs> okay. shit for like years. That's, yeah. that's a long time. Oh yeah, I'm thinking maybe it's just like he's just couple like, of months, a year, a year yeah, back, like a year back. <laughs> like, all right, bro. I mean, when they started filming, like that extra COVID, the the, oh. the COVID started, so then he like. And they had to delay oh, filming, shit. so he had delay to keep, it. And he so had to to keep that up. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. he's just in his house. <laughs> oh, 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 thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys are, are forgetting the best, the biggest and most important part. What about Tom Hanks? He had to do with his his uh, 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 accent and the COVID. Another in win the for COVID. the snowman. <laughs> 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 Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks was like, "When I go home, I'm going home. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do this shit at home." <laughs> Tom Hanks. I know some people shit on Tom Hanks' performance in the movie. I thought he was amazing. 
Yeah. I thought it was great. I thought it was a lot of fun. I mean, it's Tom oh, yeah. Hanks. It's Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because until you guys told me, uh, <laughs> oh, wait, did, what's that? Elvis, or was that something else? No, it was. It was Elvis. Elvis. Was it? I remember, yeah. Yeah, you, you were like, like oh, had no idea. Shit, he was in oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he's like in a fat suit. Yeah. 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 Oh, thanks. He's got his jowls like all. I didn't even know. But yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I would say I'm still leaning towards Austin Butler on this one. Lord of the Rings. You guys ready to switch up? Yeah, sure. All right. So. <laughs> In late February, <laughs> he, he he's already on the topic, and then he just asked, Are "You guys ready to switch up?" Well, I, you know, <laughs> like, I want, you, like you had already I, started. I, you I want you guys to take off. I want you guys to take off your SAG hats off. I can't and oh put God. your. I've been putting it on for three years. And, oh and, my God, <laughs> and I want you guys to put on your fantasy Dungeons and Dragons, and we're going to medieval fa- fable lands. Fable land. Fable lands. Yes. <laughs> Not Fablemans, Fableland. Fablemans. <laughs> so in late February, during an uh, earning earnings call, Warner Brothers Discovery CEO. Uh, that's a Warner Brothers Discovery. Yeah, that's so weird to say. But anyways, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery CEO. Yeah, that's not a good name. Yeah. yeah that's weird. Yeah. Uh, CEO David Zaslav uh, announced that he plans to revamp the Lord of the Rings franchise. Zatslav, along with like, I don't know Zatslav. Oh, I, I, I feel like it's he's just trying to make it. Zatslav is making it powerful. Zatslav, <laughs> Russian overlord. Zatslav. Uh, him, along with his him. <laughs> you just said fuck that nigga. It's him now. <laughs> Z, along with along with studio leaders uh, Mike DeLuca and Pam Ad. Abdi have um, have arranged a deal to make multiple film adaptions out of the classic books written by J.R.R. Tolkien. Um, with the studio wanting to turn Lord of the Rings into a Star Wars-like franchise, Ugh. I know, <laughs> no filmmakers uh, have been officially attached to this project just yet, but Peter Jackson, the director of Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit trilogies, has said that Warner Brothers has been keeping him in the loop for what they plan to do with the series, potentially bringing him back to help with these new films. What are you guys' opinion on this uh, game plan for Warner Brothers to do? Well, uh, you heard my groan at the whole (laughs) trying to make your excited groan. No (laughs) Star Wars like franchise because I'm first of all trying to make Lord of the Rings like Star Wars already a bad a bad approach in general. How so? Not just because like they're just two different franchises, but like just because like Lord of the Rings is like such a has such a deep lore. Not that Star Wars doesn't, but it's been, it was written years ago before Star Wars even came before just the idea of trying to like do all these like weird cinematic universe interconnected things. The Lord of the Rings just doesn't sound right to me. Like each story should be more. Oh, <laughs> each story should be more. I don't know, like more contained, self-contained than anything. Like each film should feel like its own adventure. Yeah. <laughs> it's like trying to make it some adventure. Wait, is that shit. what's happening? I understood it more of like you know different shows like The Bad Batch. There's 
uh, the movies they did, like Rogue One and all that. That's what I thought it was talking about. Like maybe it was be I don't know, but but like but the Mandalorian and stuff. Yeah, they're like, like that. They're making yeah. it more. They're making it more interconnected at this point. Ah, oh, like Boba Fett and then yeah, mm-hmm. Mandalorian and like the Ahsoka shows coming out soon. Right, right, and uh, yeah. So it just feels more like they're trying to make everything like a piece of one big giant puzzle, which I'm not sure the right way to go about it. But right. I would like to see more Lord of Rings yeah. stories for sure because there's so many stories that they can adapt into film. Because I remember, I think they're trying to make like a Lord of Rings anime movie, which I think would be really cool mm. to see. But uh, yeah, I just don't think this is the right approach exactly. But uh, Peter Jackson coming back sounds cool, but I remember like how bad he was treated on during um during the hobbit films where they're bad yeah it's like oh yeah because um make a long story short basically you tell they wanted uh well guillermo del toro was gonna make the hobbit movies first originally Mm, okay and he just wanted them to be like two movies instead of three instead of three Mm -hmm. and then like i guess they had some kind of like financial troubles trying to get hobbit off the ground and make I guess oh. make it cheaper for what it is, and then Guillermo del Toro decided to leave because he just wanted to work on something else instead. At that point, <laughs> it took a long time. I'm gonna go do Crimson Peak. And then, uh, but yeah, and then they were like, "Okay, uh, Peter Jackson, you want to come back?" He was like, "Yeah, sure." So we're still doing two movies, right? Oh no, we could do a trilogy. They're like, he's like, "What?" Because <laughs> he because they only because at that point when production was starting to get around, they only had enough for like material for like two movies mm-hmm. so then so then they started filming and as they're filming the first two then they're filming the third one at the same time because they're, they're filmed like back to back and they're and they're and they're writing and as they're as they're going they're, they're writing stuff like on the fly mm. and filming stuff on the fly so like make up something for them to fill out more time, I guess, and then like Peter Jackson, there's like a picture of Peter Jackson on set, just looking tired of shit. Yeah, that sounds oh, wow. horrible. Like making these, yeah, make, especially making these such epic yeah. movies and all these moving parts, and then it's like not really having a concrete plan for anything. It just sounds annoying. Um, yeah. I will say this as a person that's watched all three Hobbit movies, I'm, I'm probably you guys have watched it too, but yeah. well, I, I, no, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't hate it as much as people said that they hated those Hobbit movies. I'm glad you enjoyed them. <laughs> well, may, okay, may, maybe I'll tell you this. I haven't seen the Lord of the Rings trilogy, so maybe that's why. Because everybody that watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy said that it was terrible com- in comparison to the, like you know, mm-hmm. the Hobbit. Is this considered a reboot? No, no, it's a like prequel. A t- like, okay. No, it's more of a continuation. Oh, some... oh, this the project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not, not the Hobbits. Um, yeah, because I'm just like, I know the name is is you know has power. Um, so I, like when you were reading it, I'm like I'm thinking like, oh, this is a reboot or like a remake. But I guess it's just kind of adding on. Yeah, yeah. To the story, I guess it's that's expanding okay. the universe. Like nothing that's happened already is going to yeah. change. They're just going to add on more stuff like because I was and then this happened because I was going to say like, man, like I'm, I'm getting kind of tired of reboots yeah. and stuff like I know Lord of the Rings is established and, you know, and whatnot. So if it's I haven't seen the three, I was supposed to watch them. But as long as it's not a remake or a reboot and it's like they're yeah. they're continuing and kind of moving the story forward, mm-hmm. I guess I'm OK with it. Um, but like Star Wars, like, yeah. Like I don't, I guess I guess that's the cool thing. These fucking universes mm-hmm. of these IPs just have to all 
connect and oh no yeah cinematic universe is the yeah. thing for a while now but i also kind of look at it like like do you do we need more lord of the rings but mm-hmm. then it's like mm-hmm. now nope we gotta have four five six seven eight yeah. you know what i mean it's like can't, like can't we just come up with something newer yeah, I agree. Yeah, depends more on who the filmmakers they get to be a part of these because I feel like they need directors with a strong voice mm-hmm. to really make these movies, like Peter Jackson. Yeah, and they could have had that with the Hobbit movies with Guillermo del Toro, but then they decided to like basically just rush that, yeah. rush that out, and make like a try to recreate the magic of the original Lord of the Rings films. Yeah, but without like the the heart and the grit that they put into those movies for sure. Just cause I feel like, I feel like just literally how we were just talking about Marvel. It's like now they got, they got the Lord of the Rings show mm-hmm. on Amazon. And then now it's like, if they're making multiple film adaptations of this, it's like, we could just be, we could just be going in a cycle yeah, a cycle here. Exactly. So. Yeah. Cause it, I mean, it, it happened with star Wars, seeing it with Marvel. I mean, Lord of the Rings may be next. But then, like you said, if they have like a strong voice who can kind of, you know, like, no, Steer the ship. this is this is what I want to do. Yep. And this is how we need to do it to progress. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, we'll see. Yep. Um, I also I also kind of think this could be like we want to have something for HBO Max. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Warner Brothers HBO definitely wants to like capitalize on their franchise because mm-hmm. I know like the rumor right now they want to like do continue Harry Potter mm. especially uh, since the new game did like a like really yeah. really great numbers for them. oh yeah I think they're gonna delve more they're gonna like delve more into the Harry Potter universe so I that's what I was gonna say I think this is like um what is it um Warner Brothers and like Discovery's whole like plan of like oh Disney has the Star Wars, like, you know, um, universe, they have the MCU, uh, universe, right? Or, or that's, we whatever. got, we got Frodo and so, Gollum. Yeah. So we're, so they're like, what, they were like, they were looking at their catalogs, like, what do we got? What do we got? We got DC already, but you know, we need other things cause they got two, they got the MCU and they got the Star Wars, Star Wars yeah. universe. So we need two things. We got the DC and we got, uh, they're like, what do we got? What do we got? We got Doom. Like, we got Dune. Dune can be like their big sci-fi thing, and Lord yeah. of the Rings can be their big fantasy thing. Mm-hmm. Those, I mean, that's probably scratch those itches. Yeah, that's probably spot on. Yeah, of what it is. Mm-hmm. Just like, oh shit, we see our our biggest competitor, not Netflix. Uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> we, yeah, we see our biggest competitor has, like you said, Star Wars yeah. and MCU. It's like, well, we got DC. Uh, Lord of Rings. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, they're like, he's like, he's like Jamie. Jamie, pull something up. He's like, well, we haven't done anything with Lord of the Rings, sir. Perfect. Let's can, do it. Can we? Can we make the Sopranos a superhero somehow? <laughs> Bring them all superpowers. <laughs> Bring them back from the dead. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, and I and I think we're, this is kind of, but this is I think this is what we're going to be getting with now, like all these streaming services who have all these big successful ips um like we're just going to be getting all these universes and, yeah. and stuff like that so right mm-hmm. well let's just see what happens that's what i have to say uh, jonathan the hobbit staying over here <laughs> hey until i watch the little rings i'm gonna stay a, a hobbit but you know what i would like to see i would like to see and not in a movie form mm. but a jurassic park show mm. i think they had an animated one but like a like a like a 
<laughs> John Ball's like, no, actual no, no, show. No, 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 no. You mean like a like a live action? Like a live yeah, action. yeah. Mm. Just like how the movies are. Yeah. But just like like let's let's figure out a story for Jurassic Park, and let's kind of tell that. You know what I mean? Not make a movie about a locust. What is that? That's what happened. Last, the last one. one. Oh, did it? I hadn't, I hadn't watched it's that a one. Fucking yet. terrible movie. Well, that's why. See, that's that's why I'm on Team Fuck. Jurassic World. <laughs> so that's, I don't want to see any more. Notice why I said Jurassic Park. Oh yeah, you do. Oh, you smart. Oh. smart man. Uh, bring back Jurassic Park. You know, fuck, <laughs> fuck all that New World shit. <laughs> like, show me, like, hey, show me the money. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe we just pick up after the first one. Yeah, ooh, that'd be good. You know, and it's just like maybe somebody's like, no, uh, I can do it better than him. <laughs> you yeah. know, like so. Yeah. What if that like. Is the gap between Jurassic Park to Jurassic World? There you go, boom. We're gonna see. We're gonna see this in like two weeks. Jurassic Park series greenlit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> greenlit. Uh, what a peacock? I don't know. Whatever. What a universe owns peacock. It might be. It might yeah. be peacock. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, but yeah. All right. We'll see. Um, I look. I think you should read the next one because I want to hear it so I can fully process it. <laughs> He didn't want to read all these words. <laughs> no, because you told me about it, and I was like, okay, I want to hear it. I vaguely yeah, told you about yeah. it. Uh, but yeah, bit of a trigger warning for just in case, because there's some intense stuff in this uh, in this article right here. But uh, this is about the uh, HBO series The Idol and the controversy that's surrounding it. Over the past week, Rolling Stone magazine published an article titled The Idol, How HBO's Next Euphoria Became Twisted Torture Porn. For listeners who might not know, The Idol is a yet-to-be-released HBO series created by Abel Tesfaye. A.K.A. Uh, yes, and Sam Levison. You will most likely know Tesfaye by his personal name, The Weekend. <laughs> I will die for you. Yeah. Hey. And Sam Levison for creating and directing <laughs> the HBO series Euphoria. The Idol centers on the up-and-coming pop singer Jocelyn, played by uh, Lily Rose Depp. And a Depp, you know, the daughter of Johnny Depp. Crazy. Yeah, who begins a complicated relationship with a self-help guru and cult leader named Tedros, played by the Reek. And see, that's the most pretentious name. But I'm going to tell you, that shit sounds great already. We get it. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> help guru and cult leader? <laughs> what? Uh, yes, I do want to watch that. <laughs> Wait, just keep on listening. Yeah, yeah. the series also stars uh, Susanna Sun, Dan Levy uh, from Shit's Creek. Mm, fucking yeah. oh not you not eugene no his son oh okay yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like him a lot he's really funny yeah and uh hank is area he, he plays mo on the simpsons <laughs> wow but, yeah <laughs> the show, yeah the, show, the cast is weird on this one uh but you, ha- uh, you had me until until, yeah. until, <laughs> until mo from, until mo just mo from the simpsons alex like i mean uh joel's like oh. <laughs> see uh, more butts <laughs> see more butts <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, the show has been in production since November 2021, with production undergoing delays due to the weekend's tour schedules and the original <laughs> and the original director's Amy Simons film. <laughs> the original director uh, Amy Simons filmed 80 percent of the series, but left the series due to creative differences with the weekend. I like the how the weekend. I like how that motherfucker was like, mm, yeah, I'm not stopping my tour though. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I better work around this, <laughs> and then go in creative differences with. The, the, the uh, yeah the director Amy Simons who's a, a really good goodness. filmmaker I like her work uh, my goodness the weekend allegedly did not like the show leaning into its cult aspects 
mm-hmm. and wanted to move away from leaning too much into a female's perspective. See, now then, <laughs> see now your your hype is going on. See huh? now it's going down. Co-creator Sam Levison's took over directing duties for assignments and rewrote episodes of the series, which led to issues within the Rolling Stones article. The crew of the show not knowing what they were filming for long hours, on-the-fly rewrites, and moving away from the show's more satirical tone and delving more into sexualization. And uh, here's the trigger warning part. So, but allegedly, a scene was written where the weekend's character bashes Lily Depp's character's face in. She begs for more, and he gains an erection from it. But the scene was never filmed. Uh, oh, Depp Depp came out and debunked some debunked some of these allegations, saying she was very comfortable while filming the series. While the weekend posted a scene from the show where his character calls the Rolling Stones irrelevant. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Of course he can. What's your guys' thoughts on this? And uh, well, I can tell Jamal's like interest in the show dipped down. But what, just, what's your interest in it? <laughs> it dipped down just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if people are getting upset over he well bashes Lily Depp's character in the face, she begs for more. And he gains an erection from it. So did we just forget Stranger Things where what's the name got a hard on from a girl that he killed and he raped? Wait, what? I don't remember you that. Mean, uh, Stranger thir- Things? Bryce? 13 Reasons Why? No, well, there you go. Yeah. Oh. Say, don't, don't mix that up. <laughs> don't mix that up. Thir- yeah. What 13 Reasons Why am I watching? Uh, Stranger <laughs> Things am I watching? Um, <laughs> I was about to say, whoa, what was that? I don't remember anyone doing uh, that. 13 Reasons Why. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, that's true, but I'm also like, I don't know. It's just like, 13 Reasons Why it has its own big old controversy to it, too. Yeah, so. I, I just, I mean, I don't know. Even I felt like that was goofy. <laughs> but it's just like, bashes her fit. Like, some people, that's what some people like, though. Yeah. some For, for some people, that's that gets them off. I feel like it was more just the crew being uncomfortable with it oh, yeah, I can see than that. anything. Because all these, uh, all this, these, these news like the, uh, the, uh, the long filming hours and the uh, on the fly rewrite stuff and not knowing what's really going on. Exactly. On, so that's all. This is these are all like crew like uh, yeah. perspectives. Do you? So do you think that part was a rewrite? Uh, th- maybe. I, yeah, I, I would think say it so, yeah. pretty much was because if it if it said it was going to more of a, a cult. Type of thing. Yeah. I don't think it would have went too much into like the sexual aspect of things and more into like the. Yeah, whatever. Because the guy is like probably using excuses to get orgies. That's what, <laughs> that's what a majority of cults do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Charlie Manson. I, but see, that idea though of the, of what it, I guess, was going to be originally, like he's a help guru and he's a cult leader. You know what I mean? Like it it sounded yeah. interesting, but then I mean, if it's diving into all that other stuff, like, and like I, I could definitely see like glimpses of Euphoria, like creeping have, up in the show. Wait, have you guys seen the trailers for these? No, no. I've, I've seen like for the idol, like maybe like one for well, the like, idol. over a year. They've been posting out teasers for it, like little huh. minute things. The show's been in production since late twenty twenty one, and we haven't seen it. And HBO doesn't even HBO itself doesn't even know when the show's coming out. Mm. I thought it was supposed to come out this year. They don't know when this year. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. They would have had a date for it by like a long time ago. If they knew. Yeah. Because I, I, when I had first saw the trailer and I saw that the weekend was a part of it, yeah. I was like, okay, this, this should be pretty good. And then seeing that it was uh, the guy from Euphoria also, I'm like, I haven't seen Euphoria yet. I watched like, wait, what? Like the first episode, I've just I've been meaning to go you back. You just disrespected Jonathan's whole persona. No, no, no. I was just like, I, I. 
He's, I literally thought you've seen him. Not so watching his girl on TV. He's so mad. But like I saw, you know, I saw the weekend in it. And I'm like, okay, he's creative as hell. Like, uh, and then the creator of Euphoria. I'm like, all right, this should be this should be decent. Um, I've yeah, I think I've only seen just this trailer here. The show looks visually like good and all, but yeah. it's like. I was like, okay, like you're just showing the same same shots in every trailer and not really telling me what the story is actually about. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is the weekend's vanity project. We're just right, like, <laughs> and he just it's sucking, for him to release a new song. And he's just sucking his own dick the entire show. That kind of thing. Where he's, he's that flexible? Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, <he is. laughs> but no, it's just, it's just yeah, like yeah. it's just like an ego trip for mm-hmm. him. Just like, oh yeah, look at me, I'm the weekend. Yeah. And that, I can make shows. And that little clip of the where they he's like making fun of the little Rolling Stone. Uh look his his acting did not look good. I can't lie. Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff going on here. But I always enjoy like, you know, something like Babylon where it's like a critique um Hollywood's uh Hollywood culture and all that. Cause yeah. especially nowadays, it's weird. Yeah. Very weird. There's a lot of interesting things they can delve into, but I don't know from what it sounds like, I don't know if they're gonna really delve into that. They're just gonna be like yeah, you see this? You see this white girl's ass? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much all it was in the weekend, trailer. Weekend loves his white women. So, do you guys think when it does, you think it's gonna? I think people are gonna hate watch it. Oh yeah, I think it's gonna do numbers for yeah. HBO, and then we're gonna get a season two. Yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, maybe get to there. <laughs> that's true. Weekend weekend's that gonna be true. like going on tour. We won't get to see another season for like five years. That's like so crazy. Like you, this is your project too. He just, yeah. he's just like, yeah, I'm not. Stopping my tour. Yeah, that was kind of like, oh, does he really like care about? Yeah, like, do you even <laughs> give a fuck about your own shit yeah. to where you're just like, all right, let me put off the tour for a little bit and it's just so we can finish this shit. He's like, mm-hmm. no, nah, I got to go perform. I can't feel my face. And it's like, and then, yeah. <laughs> and then it's like filming eighty percent of the show and then deciding like, oh, this is not working. Yeah, like that's insane to me. Like, how do you not like <laughs> you do realize? You know, did, yeah, how do you, you not like? Do y'all not like talk at all before you film this shit? <laughs> It is like, and, and even being on set, you're just kind of like, this is fine. Yeah. And then like later, like, nope, like, abort the whole thing. Like, restart. You're in the shit. Maybe you're being directed and maybe, everything. Maybe that when he was on tour and shit, they, they, and they were filming the other scene. Then he comes back. He's like, oh, wait, this is bad. <laughs> or like, in his mind, this is bad. Yeah. Maybe while filming, he was, he couldn't feel his face. And then after the tour, he's like, oh my God, what did I, what did I record? But yeah, the, like leading away from the female perspective to focus more on his character. That I, mean, that's so egotistical. That, that just feels very egotistical to me if that's Jesus, true. Man. But yeah. But the Rolling Stone is irrelevant, apparently. According to him. <laughs> but then I like how I like how uh, the Rolling Stones was like, oh, okay, bet. And like, so we're going to publish this fucking article. Right. And we're going to trash your shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, we're irrelevant. Wow. Okay. Irrelevant. Right, um, we can be petty too, bitch. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I watch. I'll check out the first episode for sure when it comes out, whenever it does, because HBO doesn't even know when it comes out. They're gonna be surprised. It came out. <laughs> <laughs> like what? The weekend? The weekend? The, what kind of clout the weekend has? Where he just like he just put out a whole show <laughs> for real? Out. And he's like, ah, yeah, here you go. He just he just uploads it himself. <laughs> he can't even Google Drive. <laughs> <laughs> he hits the server. He's the MP4. Yeah. <laughs> Quality is shit. He's just like he and it on his, he the weekend it. cut. <laughs> the weekend. He, he edited. It, he edited it on his uh, Nintendo Switch. Oh, <laughs> edited the weekend cut on his Nintendo Switch. 
uploaded that bitch to the Google Drive. It was like, all right. And then the next morning, HBO executive is like looking at HBO Max, like, what the fuck is out? <laughs> like, no fucking show description. None of that shit is filled out. Like the cast, the, the, file, the file name is still there. It's like idol episode one. Did <laughs> dot dash four uh, <laughs> underscore lock non final cut color, color grade cut. That would be amazing. Oh, shit. Uh, but yeah, so runtime in a. You just don't know. Maybe this is gonna be the show we. Uh, this is the next show we watch. Oh, we get, we get uh, come back to every week. Yeah, just like review. Just. I don't know See if I'm gonna how, hate it if it if it ever comes out. If it ever comes out, yeah. God, that'd be that'd be so great, man. <laughs> if he is just sitting in his fucking mansion somewhere editing that shit, <laughs> and he's the one putting it all on fucking HBO Max somehow. Like, yeah. God, that'd be I'd great. love it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now I just really want that to happen. <laughs> I really just want to go on there, click on the idol. None of that shit's filled out. Just fucking wrong file <laughs> format. <laughs> like. It's a PNG. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> There's fucking a slideshow. <laughs> <laughs> One episode is just a slideshow. Like, yeah, I made it my movie maker. <laughs> Windows movie maker. <laughs> it's like so cheap and fucking like <laughs> edited by weekend. <laughs> Stars. 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 Star transition. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, thank you, John Burgundy, for that wonderful bit of news. Thank you, everybody else. He's on for listening. Phone. I'm trying to pull up the uh, ballot for the next part. Yeah, so thanks for spoiling the next part. Spoilers. <laughs> oh, no. Jesus Christ. But yeah, so the Oscars are coming up, everybody, next week. That's when we'll do our live, live in-studio uh, filming of it. And uh, we'll watch the Oscars in real time. And we'll see who's who's gonna be the winner. But uh, tonight uh, on this episode, we're gonna do a uh, sort of finalization of our ballot. And uh, but what we decide here, we have the option to change change our choices at the beginning of the next show of the uh, live stream. So, fellas, we we saw the who the final nominees are last episode. Who do you think the winners will be in each category here? You want us to just quickly go through? Yeah, because we went into it last episode for the most part. Uh, we're going to best picture first. See, this one is tough, man. Yeah, this one is legit tough. But I am going to go with I'm going to go with Tar. Well, we'll see now because now that I'm in the in the uh, what's the name here Sad. in the in the Oscar pool, you know the twenty dollar. Oh yeah, we're we're also doing a an Oscar pool with a uh, a few friends of ours. So so now I'm kind of rethinking. Like, do I want to go with what I think will win because I want to win? See that? Yeah, that's the mm-hmm. kid. That's the killer. Or do I want to go with what I want to win? Mm-hmm. Let's do something where who we want who we want to win, but who who, who will win? So who I want to win? Uh, Tar, who I think will win. Uh. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I think it's picking up steam at the right time, and so that's what I'm going to go with. Nice. Uh, directing, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Tar for that one for who I want. I think the Fablemans will win for that one though. Mm-hmm. Actress in a leading role, Kate Blanchett for both. Um, oh wait, hold on. <laughs> uh. Mm. 
<laughs> now you're the thing about that. Yeah, I know, right? I was like, okay, uh, so who I want, Tar, who I think, Michelle Yo. I think she's I think she's gonna get it. Mm-hmm. It just kind of seems like that is kind of being pushed as the narrative. Yeah. So I think she's gonna take that one. Uh actor who I want. I'm gonna say Austin Butler and who I think uh Austin Butler. Mm-hmm. I guess I could have just said that for both. Uh, actress in a supporting role, I'm going to say Angela Bassett for both. Uh, actor in a supporting role, I'm going to say Kihu Kwan uh, for both. I think I may have had, yeah, I think he's I think he's going to take it. Original screenplay, uh, hmm, maybe Fablemans is who I want, mm-hmm. but I think I think. But see, I don't want it to just be, oh, everything, everywhere, all at once. So I'm going to say Fablemans for both. Yeah. And these definitely might change next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no worries. Adapted screenplay. I'm going to say... Um, I'm going to say Top Gun for both. Animated. I'm going to say Pinocchio for both. Documentary. I haven't seen those, so I'm going to pass on that one. International film, I'm going to say All Quiet on the Western Front for both. Mm-hmm. Original score, well, I did like Babylon, but Rotten Tomatoes didn't. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, they, That's all both. They did <laughs> the not audience and the, the critic rating. Damn. Um, I haven't seen Fableman, so I can't really say, but I may go with, I may go with All Quiet on the Western Front mm-hmm. just because that one is so vivid. And I can remember it, so I'm gonna say that for for both. Um, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Natu Natu for who I want, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but who I think hold my hand. I'm trying to remember that one. I don't remember that one, but I'm gonna go with that one <laughs> for original song. Uh, that's the Lady Gaga. Lady song. Gaga, yeah. That's you know, the end credits. I wish. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, like because that would just be that's easy. Definitely, that definitely should have been easy to win. Yeah, sound. Now this one's tough because you got all quiet on the Western Front, Batman, and Top Gun, and right. Mm, I think so much more goes into Top Gun. I'm gonna say Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Makeup and hairstyling. I'm gonna go with Elvis. Um, just because you have to make him look like Elvis. Yeah. Oh, but shit, the whale. Uh, (laughs) okay who i who i want made him a chunky boy yeah (laughs) who i want elvis who i think uh the whale and then we scroll back up costume design who i want babylon Mm -hmm. who i think um elvis because you have to be accurate with what he was wearing because it's a biopic yeah cinematography I'm going to say who I want, Tar, and who I think all quiet on the Western front because it's a war movie. There's a lot of moving parts that you have to do with that to make it seem real, to actually seem like you're there. Uh, Production design. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Babylon for both. I know, I know they're probably not going to win it. Uh, Well, fuck it. I'm going to say who I want Babylon and who I think all quiet on the Western front. Um, I don't want to give Elvis too many. Yeah. Film editing, I'm going to say 
I'm going to say who I want, Top Gun, who I think everything, everywhere, all at once. The visual effects, Avatar, both. Might as well just hand them that. <laughs> uh, documentary. Uh, I haven't seen those, so I can't say on that. Mm-hmm. Short film. Uh, when you mentioned the Red Suitcase, I haven't seen them, but I looked at the trailer and it's literally just her kind of the girl just standing there and she's taking off her, um, her, uh, hijab. Yeah. Yeah. You're okay. Um, and just seeing that, like with her tears in her eyes, I was like, I might have to watch this one. So I'm going to say red suitcase for both, even though I haven't seen it. Uh, and then short film, uh, I haven't seen any of those, so I will pass on that. Mm-hmm. But I will really have to like dive into it right before. Because <laughs> I, I feel like I was giving a lot to everything, everywhere, all at once. And, and Elvis. You made Jonathan happy. It, <laughs> yeah. he's go- it, like If they win Best Picture, he is going to be just absolutely excited. <laughs> he's going to lose his shit if they win Best Picture. Yeah, lose his shit on stream. But yeah, that's uh that's who, that's who that's who I got for right now. But next week it may change. So, Alec, who 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 are you picking? <laughs> Looking at all these films. No, um, Phil, we're gonna start out with best picture. Who I would want? Who I personally would want to win? Um, I would say Top Gun Maverick. Mm. I would say that would be an extremely, extremely fun win. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's an amazing film in general, so I think it, it does deserve. It mm. would be deserving of Best Picture. Yeah. In my opinion. And, but I but the real winner here is going to be Everything Everywhere All at Once. I, I firmly believe that. And for directing, uh, who I would want to see win out of everyone here, uh, I would say I would say I would say Steven Spielberg for the Fablements. I would like to see him win, but I think the actual winners are going to be the Daniels for everything, everywhere, all at once, because they won the DA the DGA, and uh, yeah, they've been winning, they've been winning more, and they got the Spielberg seal of approval, saying they're amazing filmmakers. So mm. <laughs> he just he just handed it over to yeah. him. <laughs> it's like I don't need it anymore. He's like whatever. That's fine. I'm I'm gonna show you. It's fine. I'll I'll win next year. Yeah. I'm gonna take your best picture. (laughs) (laughs) You bitch. (laughs) Uh but yeah. And then uh the actors in the leading role, I would uh who would I want to see win? Uh for both both I would say Michelle Yeoh. I think it would be yeah. She's always she's been amazing for some so long. And uh, like I said before, Kate Blanchett's had many, many Oscars before, so even though she was incredible in Tar, I have to give it Michelle Yeoh in this one. Uh, actor in a leading role, uh, who I want to see when it's actually uh, Paul Mescal in After Sun, because I thought he was incredible in that film. But uh, I think the winner, the actual winner here, is going to be Austin Butler and Elvis. Actors in the supporting role, uh, this is going to be a tough one because this is the one I'm going to be going back and forth on for the rest of the week. Mm. Well, I would say I would want to see. I personally would want to see Stephanie Shee win. 
But I think Angela Bassett is going to be the winner on that one. And actor in supporting role is going to be both for both the winner and who I want to see win is Kihu Kwan. Uh, original screenplay, I would say I would like to see the Fablemans win that. But I think uh, the real winner, real, real winner here is going to be everything everywhere at once. I think that's what I said too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think yeah, see, I think you said that too. <laughs> uh, adaptive screenplay again. I would like to see Top Gun Maverick win here, but I think but I think the real winner here is going to be Women Talking. That that was a really well done screenplay based on a play. So, and animated feature, what I would want to see when I think it would be cool to see Puss in Boots: The Last Wish win. But uh, I think the real winner is going to be Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Both great films, though. Uh, documentary feature. I've only seen Fire of Love, so I want to see that win. But I've heard some things about this Navalny film. Mm. I'm not necessarily sure what exactly it's about, but I've seen that kind of like been been like winning a lot of awards recently. So it might be that one. I think it's produced by CNN. But um, yeah, international feature film. Uh, for both who I want to see win and who should win uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. Well, <clears throat> correction, who you want to see win. Oh, I'm sorry. Is it nominated? I uh, know. Well, <laughs> well, two films on there. On <laughs> Decision leaving RR on there, but you know, I'll take All Quiet on the Western Front, <laughs> especially compared to Argentina. <laughs> uh, original score. Um, this is an interesting one. I would. W- I would want to see Babylon win. Yeah. But I think All Quiet on Western Front is going to take this one. Uh, original song. <laughs> Do I even have to say it? <laughs> not to, not to, baby. <laughs> RRR for both who I want to win and who should win. Uh, sound. Who I want to see win. I would give it to a. The Batman, I knew it. Yeah, uh, the sound on that. I mean, I mean, the Batman's boots on the ground are dialogue <laughs> in that it's movie. Dialogue. They're dead ass. Like you know, he don't have to say shit. Yeah. He hears boots. Oh, I know what he's saying. He he pissed. He's, he's coming. <laughs> he called him a nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan, you're killing me with being silent over there. What's he's wrong? he's like so into like his his picks. <laughs> Oh shit! Well, yeah. Uh, but who are, uh, who's gonna win? I would say it's gonna be Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. Uh, makeup and hairstyling. Mm, this is a tough one because the Batman had incredible makeup with just Colin Farrell and Penguin I, alone. You know, I was just thinking that that's unrecognizable. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all these are like really great. They are choices, honestly. Um. What I want to see when I would say I would want, you know what? I'm going to give it to uh, giving me uh, the image of fat Tom Hanks. So I'm gonna give it to, <laughs> what I want is now I'm going to get, <laughs> this is a tough one. Honestly, uh, who I want to see when I would say, I would say I want to see the whale win. I feel like even though like you, you do get to see Elvis, like, you know, transform himself towards the end, like Brendan Fraser, like the whole film is him. Yeah. Being like that, so I'll say I want the whale to win, but I think the real winner is gonna be El- Elvis. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see here. What's the next one? Scrolling thing. Oh yeah, costume design. Uh, costume design. So who I want to see win? Uh, I would give it. I would give it to Elvis here too. In terms of who I want to see win, uh, I think the real winner. Yeah, I would say the real winner is going to be uh, Elvis, too. So I would say I'll give it to both. And then for cinematography, who would want to see win? Uh, who I want to see win? I think. I think I would love to see uh, Bardo win. That'd be really cool. Oh, cinematography on that. Yeah, cinematography on that one was fantastic. But um, I think the real winner here is going to be uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. I think it's. I think would like not to jump into your Western. Oh, no, yeah. I think, man, like when you have a war movie, like there's so much planning that has to go into that mm-hmm. to where it's just like it just makes it tough to not choose for it for cinematography. Oh yeah, I got that. Yeah, for sure. You know, like unless there's like a strong something else out there, but I don't think I don't think those other ones are as strong to knock it off. Right. Yeah. And then uh, for. Production design, Another slightly tough one. I would say who I want to see win would be Babylon. I think the real winner here is going to be Babylon. Honestly, I feel like they're going to get one thing as that for that. Yeah, because the way they shot those sets and everything is just like you just yeah. you just felt the grandness of everything around you. Like they really had to go back in time mm-hmm. and and really recreate those sets. Yeah. And then uh, for film editing, uh, what I wanted to see win, uh, I would say I would give it to Top Gun Maverick on this one, especially when Maverick was just doing like testing out, like showing like that the that the mission can be done. Yeah, I feel like the editing that's it. He's like he's not even really in danger, really. It, no, it he's was, not. It was, but it was still really intense. Yeah, like he's about to die. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but yeah, still really intense the way that was edited. But yeah. uh, I think the real winner here is going to be everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, visual effects, Avatar, no question. Mm-hmm. The documentaries, short subject, I haven't seen any of these, so come back to me later. Uh, short film, live action, um. The winner, I would like to see the Red Suitcase win. I think that was the best of the bunch for sure. At all these, but uh, Le Pupil, Le Pupil, Pupil uh, I think that's going to be the winner because it's produced by Disney. Oh. <laughs> the mouse got the, the mouse pockets. Gets, I think that's, that's going to help. <laughs> I think that's going to help he a lot. He greased there. <laughs> oh my God, he speaks. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, he was quiet for like a good like five ten minutes. Yeah, uh, but a yeah, short animated film. Uh, I would say I might, I would want to see one as the Ice Merchants. I thought that was fantastic. Uh, but the real way, what are you laughing at? Because I the one that because yeah, because I didn't even read these honestly because yeah. I knew I didn't watch them. <laughs> and my year of dicks. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Like what in the hell is that about? <laughs> it's basically about like a teenager. Uh, like a teenager who's trying to lose their virginity and like each, each person is like this is like oh yeah this is my year dicks and this and dick number one is just talking telling a story of like how it failed and this is an anime how it yeah, felt yeah the, uh, not how it felt like oh. how, how it fell apart i should oh, say oh, she I didn't see. how she didn't get to have sex for each of them but uh yeah it's an animated film <laughs> i think it's on i watched it on vimeo but i think it's on hulu too hmm 
But uh, yeah, I think the Ice Merchant should win. But I think the real winner here is going to be the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. Uh, that was that's on Apple TV Plus. Okay. And uh, it has a Idris Elba voicing the uh, the fox. Hmm. That's cool. But yeah, that's my current uh, final predictions. Until maybe I'll change maybe two things because I'm still not sure on two things. But and and. I know, like we're probably all on the consensus of Avatar winning for visual effects, mm-hmm. but it again, like it just tells you, like Marvel isn't even really like putting in the time. Mar- oh yeah, Black effort. Panther's in there, but yeah, 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 even. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. as many that they crank out, mm-hmm. you would think like, okay, there, there's a couple that should, should be, be like three, and yeah, two at most. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they only got one. Yeah, so. uh, that that definitely was the best. <laughs> Visual effects of all the Marvel movies last year, which which tells you something. Not saying yeah. that Black Panther was bad looking because it wasn't. No, but like, like they should definitely have. Like, you know I mean? if they really had put in the time and and all that, Doctor Strange could have easily made it into that because that movie was heavily like, yeah, you know, yeah. um, what what is Vis- that? visual? Yeah, effect? affected. Visual yeah. heavy. It was affected Effect visually. Heavy. It was affected Effects visually. Effects heavy. <laughs> it was VFX effects heavy. But yeah. All right, Jonathan. Zero. Well, quiet. Just, well, we can we can we can skip best picture because we know for both it's everything everywhere all at once. So for best picture, like Jamal said, <laughs> for uh, directing, I want the Daniels to win. Oh, he legit like skipped it too. Yeah, because you said it already. Okay. So when you know, it's like, you know, so get I'll, to the point. We'll save some time. Yeah, I, I, you know, I just didn't know if you maybe, maybe switching. <laughs> maybe, maybe you're thinking uh, triangle of sadness. <laughs> mm, I don't know. Uh, He's like, for, <laughs> fuck no, dude. For uh, directing, uh, I want the Daniels to win, but I think who might win it is Todd Field and Tar again. These we will be able to change it later, but that's my. Have you seen Tar? I haven't seen Tar yet. Wait, why are you making that? Why are you making this stuff? <laughs> Wait, I, I don't know. I, I, just, I actually would want to understand like your 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 view, your perspective on why. I you're don't doing. know because I've heard so many good things. I I need to watch it. I I, well, I have a week left, so. I mean, I can give you like my voodoo or whatever. Let you watch it. It's on Peacock. That's what I was. Gonna, oh yeah, it is. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. try oh, to right, get Peacock. That's right, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna. I was I'm gonna get Peacock and watch it in yeah. 4K. <laughs> oh wait, in Peacock or in Voodoo? I don't know. I don't know. Is streaming in 4K on Peacock? I think so. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> uh, uh, actress in leading role. Um, I'm gonna give it to Michelle Yao. Both. I want her to win, and I think she's gonna win it. Uh, actor in leading role. Um, I want. Um, Brandon Frazier win, but I think who's gonna win it might be Austin Butler. Mm-hmm. Um, actress in supporting role. Uh, I want Stephanie Shu to win, yeah. but you know what? Uh, well, I think Angela Bassett might win it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see if he keeps that next week. Yeah, yeah. let's see if he keeps that in. Yeah. Um. Only I think only solely because I haven't seen much like movement with uh, Stephanie Shu in any of the uh, categories, especially in like uh, um, the SAG awards. Yeah, but yeah. So you think it's it's a like hey we nominated you, 
kind of be happy with that type deal. Yeah. But I don't like, you know, I don't know if she's going to win it or go all the way with it. Mm-hmm. See, I'm going to have to watch it again because I watched it on an airplane. So <laughs> I, I couldn't really like get the full yeah. experience of it. So I'm going to have to watch it this week. Um, Actor in a supporting role I want and uh, I think is going to win is Key. I Ki- need Ki- one. Uh, original screenplay. <laughs> I want and I think is going to win everything all at once. Um, adapted screenplay, all quiet on the Western Front for both. I think you know, fabulous movie. Uh, it's a fantabulous, fantabulous movie. Made of uh, animated Wait, feature. You, what? Fantabulous? <laughs> yeah. Fuck. I've been eating too many paint chips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anime. <laughs> the military green paint chips. Man, you don't eat them paint chips, man. <laughs> don't do it, man. Shit will come off the tracks if you start eating paint chips, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Military green. Oh, Fucking have to call those meslothelioma commercials. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> For animated feature. Um, I want Puss in Boots, uh, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish to win, but I think Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio was going to win it. I wish he would have said Bussy in Boots. Oh my God. <laughs> and, oh, the, no. and the winner is for animated film, Bussy and Bussy and Boots. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, for documentary feature, I have not seen any of these, so I'm not gonna even try. Uh, international film, feature film, I want All Quiet on in Front, and I think they're gonna win it. Uh, original score, I want Babylon to win it, but I think All Quiet on the Western Front is gonna win it. Uh, I don't really. Trying to think about it, like, I don't really re- remember the score for everything ever all at once too much. Yeah, uh, think about it. Yeah, because I just felt like there's there's so much going on in that movie. Like the, the music is like the least. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> why I said yeah, yeah. Uh, like that shit could just be quiet, and you probably wouldn't even. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, oh. of course they they worked hard on it. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, the, paint chips, at, at their the paint chips, man. <laughs> the, paint chips. the painted paint chips. Okay. Uh, original song. I want and hope, or I want and I think is going to win it is Lift Me Up by Black Panther in Black Panther. Was it in that Brianna? Yeah. Why did I? Oh, because it, it, okay, the it just have the fucking. I just it, read it as like, it's just the titles of the movies. Yeah. Um, hey, hold on. I just noticed something with uh, applause. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Like, what? No, doesn't, doesn't have a Rotten Tomato score. Has anyone seen that movie? No. Tell it like a woman? Yeah. Apparently, I don't. Apparently, no one's seen it. This shit is going to just win. <laughs> That'd be amazing. The one time they they, they let Diane Warren win. That'd be amazing. But, uh, but yeah, you think you think Black Panther is going to take this one? Down? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Interesting. Uh, Sound. Well, do you think? Do you think because of what happened? What do you mean? Because a, because Chadwick yeah. died. Do you think that's the reason why they're going to? All songs attribute to Chadwick, yeah. basically. A little bit, a little bit of that, but um, 
it just seems a little more memorable to me than all the other ones. You tell me not to, not to. Well, not okay, memorable. okay, fine. Not to, not to. <laughs> had a but... whole dance to it. <laughs> <laughs> had the a whole movie, TikTok trend to it. The movie stopped in order for them to dance to it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, that's just my, my thoughts. Fucking, you know what but, he's a Rihanna. But, 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 going to what you said about Chadwick, I think they did him dirty in the previous year or the, the year that he, he died. Two years ago. Yeah, two years ago when he actually, like, you know, when he died and he was nominated for an Oscar and they didn't give it to him. Even they had saved that ca- category for last and we all thought he was going to get it. Well, uh, best uh, actor. Best, best actor. actor. Yeah, best leading role. I think it was for leading role in uh, Rainey's Black there you go, Yeah. Who, yeah, who won Netflix. that? It was Anthony Hopkins and the and the two father. popes. Mm. No, the father was the father. I yeah. thought it was two popes. No, that was like oh. the year before or something. Ah, and yeah, well, <laughs> and he wasn't even there. I mean, oh yeah, he was asleep. <laughs> he didn't even go to it. He was like, "I'm not gonna win it." <laughs> um, for sound, I want Batman to win it, but I think All Quiet on the Western Front is gonna win it. Thinking about that beefy Batmobile. I was literally just thinking that. That's one of the like some of the, the depths of hell. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, when, when they fucking introduced that mm-hmm. in the fucking theater watching that shit, and it's so quiet, and then you just <laughs> like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, the yeah. Batman comes. Like, yeah. Batman's that. coming. <laughs> Batman cometh. Okay. Uh makeup and hairstyling. Um I want Batman to win, mm-hmm. but I still don't know if it's either between Alquan Western Front or or Elvis. I'm gonna give it to Elvis. That might change. Um, costume design. I want Babylon to win, but I think they're gonna give it to Elvis. Mm-hmm. Um, cinematography. Uh. Uh, I'm, I want, and I th- think they're going to win it, is All Quiet on the Western Front. Production design is going to be... Um, I want Babylon to win, but I think Elvis might win it. And um, film editing, I want, and I, I think they're going to win it Everything else, everywhere all at once. <laughs> The VFX Avatar, everybody knows that. Uh, and then for the last three documentary, short subject, short film, and uh, short film live action and short film anime, I haven't seen any of this, so I'm not gonna guess yet. Right. That's my uh ballot for now. And then we have next week, right before, yep. Now, are we right before uh, it's announced or? Before. Right before the show starts. Okay, so right before the show starts, like uh, like at least I don't know thirty minutes before. What 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 time did they start announcing or like on Twitter? Remember that one time when they like just announced the winners? Oh yeah, I don't know they're doing that again. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I don't know they're doing it again. They kind of were spoiling it too, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember that was weird. Yeah. They were doing that because I guess they wanted to shorten the runtime of the they show. They don't want you to watch it. They so. shorten the runtime of the. They're trying to shorten shorten the runtime of the show, but it still ended up being long as shit anyway. So yeah, kind of dumb. But yeah, well, so that's uh that's kind of our almost locked in picks. Um, 
we'll or probably, temporary finals. Tempor- <laughs> temporary finals. Yeah. We'll probably, because we'll probably have to print this out so mm. we know exactly who we're, uh, who we're choosing here. Yeah. So there's no kind of whatever. Tom Fullery. Yeah. But Jonathan. I, I, <laughs> I think looking at this one, man, like I think the best picture is one where it's like that one is a literally a, to- a toss up. Yeah. Like there's so many there that could win. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, okay, I can see that winning. Like really to me, I haven't seen Triangle of Sadness, Sadness or Women Talking or The Fablemans. Um, but, I mean, all those other ones, like you said, Top Gun could fucking win. And mm-hmm. I don't think anybody would, would blink an eye at it. Except, like, the pretentious people. Yeah, you know. Oh, the sanctity of the Oscars is ruined. Can't have that there. You let Tom Cruise win. Could you imagine Tom Cruise fucking winning Best Picture? Yeah. That'd be, that'd be great. Especially as he's been nominated right. for Best Actor a few times right? before. Like, so has he ever won one? No. Oh, wow. But, yeah, so you got you got Tar, the Fablemans, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Elvis, Banshees of Insharon, uh, Avatar, mm-hmm. All Quiet on the Restaurant Front. Like, all of these are, are fucking, these are heavyweights. Yeah. Like, all of these were, were pretty either mid-peak to peak. Yeah. So, yeah, these are the majority of their best of the best for sure. Now, what if Avatar just went that and I was like, yeah, just give it to the... Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I'd be like so shocked. Now, I was going to say, now, do you think, because there's always that, oh, this one should have won. Looking at Best Picture. Yeah. Uh, is there a possibility of like, oh, this one should have won over this one? Like, it's it's kind of trending like everything everywhere all at once is probably the the front runner, right? Yeah. But if that one doesn't win, which one... Do you see where people are like, oh, shit. Like, if uh, if everything, let me say this. If everything everywhere all at once does win, what's the one film where you see people being like, oh, this one got robbed? Uh, I would say, I don't know. I feel like maybe people would say either Elvis yeah. or uh, Avatar or Tar. Oh, Tar. Okay. Maybe Tar, yeah. Because I feel like I feel like Tar has a very strong fan base, and yeah, I think those would be the ones people would be upset over. And then, which one do you think would be like, oh, no way in hell this one should win? No way in hell this should win. But it, but if it does, uh, Triangle of Sadness. I think that's the weakest. Over Oval Action Airman. I would that. say that's the weakest film for me on the whole list, even though that is still a good movie to me. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I'm gonna check it out. It's on Hulu. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I do. I do. Uh, I do. Like I do like that movie. It's just um, compared it's, to like it's it's, it's more mates. like because it's like it's the long. I don't know. It's not super long, but it's longer movie, and uh, they just spend a lot of time like really like bashing in the the message of the movie on you. But then, like, it has, like, a really great ending. I'm not going to spoil it at all. But, like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a really great ending to it. And it, that left me, like, thinking for a good while about it. But, yeah. So, that's my opinion on it. Yeah. Hmm. that Like, to me, like, best picture. Uh, best picture. Actress in a leading role. Maybe actor and uh, actress in a supporting role. Those seems like the ones where it could, where it's, like, kind of a toss-up. Mm-hmm. Like you, you don't know, 
Exactly. Where like, because even though Austin Butler was good in Elvis, it's like, was he far and away, you know what I mean? Better mm-hmm. than Brandon Frazier, you know? And a hot take. Uh, I do think Paul Meskill is better than both of them. There you go. <laughs> there, be, there you go. I think uh, if he won, I'd be so happy. I think a lot of people would be upset just because it's not the main two. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I would be extremely happy if he won. I don't think it'd be gonna happen, but that'd be amazing. You know, and and I would like to see, I would like to see some kind of people who you don't think are gonna win. Yeah, like pull a win out. Um. Obviously, like I said, it, to me, it looks like Michelle Yeoh is probably going to take Best Actress. Um, looks like they may win Best Picture, but who knows? And that's right. and that's where that's where the that's where the fun factor comes in. Mm-hmm, exactly, because you you don't know. I hope we kind of get a I hope we kind of get a La La situation, La La Land situation. Mm. Oh God, that again! How great would that be? And the winner is Avatar The Way of Water. Oh, sorry, you read that wrong. It's actually women talking. (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys, real quick, did you guys see the Chris Rock? Yeah, I did. I saw it on Twitter last night. Yeah. Did you see that, Jonathan? No, I don't think I have. So he finally uh, kind of talked about it. and That's odd. And I thought it wasn't funny. It could have been better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to me, I'm like... Like bro, that that shit was a year ago. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. I don't know. It was a Netflix special. Wait, so wait, I'm sure wait, he was like, but what okay, he say? Or bring him a lot of attention. So he yeah. he called Will a bitch indirectly. Uh, he was saying like, oh yeah, Charlemagne called him a bitch. Uh, Breakfast Club, blah blah. He said all these people called him a bitch. Yeah, but he's he's putting emphasis yeah, on, yeah. on bitch. Like he's calling him a bitch without without yeah. saying it. And you know he was he was pretty much saying like he's fucking bigger than me. That's why I didn't do nothing. Um, and then he fucked up his joke too. I am. Uh, it was supposed to be about like Will's movie Concussion. Yeah. He said some other movie, and then he was like, "Oh, I fucked up the joke." And I was looking at it. And I'm like, mm, that wasn't really that funny. It could have been better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you had a whole year. <laughs> To, and not, and, and not, not to shit on him like that. It felt like he, he said he had a whole like he, year. It felt like he had a lot of anger about it. And yeah. Just, mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then on Reddit, right? Like, people on Reddit think Will Smith should be murdered. Okay. And he's like the worst human being that ever walked the face of the planet because he walked up and, and punched Chris Rock in the face. Like, people. He punched him in the face. And Chris Rock didn't even, he didn't even buckle. It was a punch, a slap. So, it was it, a slap, so yeah. you know what I mean. And I'm not condoning violence, but at yeah. the same time, like, let's cut the shit, people. Like, yeah, let's just cut it in half right now. Yeah, you know I mean? I, yeah. Uh, what I do, yeah. I don't know. If we ever really talked about it in depth like before, have we? I don't think so. I don't no. think so. Okay, as far as I remember, but uh, I do remember it happening live. You were there, Jonathan. Yeah, we were we watching were here, it in my yeah. house, and uh, but I remember when it happened watching it and we were just like watching the show Chris Rock's out there doing this thing they made a little joke about Jada and uh, people were laughing it wasn't I was like eh, it's not that funny but it's whatever it's like Chris Rock just having fun and then I see Will Smith going out I was like oh okay here's a little bit coming up yeah Will Smith pretending to be angry yeah. and then, then he like then he did a slap and I was like that looked odd that looked kind of real like that, like Chris Rock kind of looks shook up yeah but then I'm like okay maybe it's still a bit and then he's like keep my wife now you're fucking I was kind of like and then the, the whole audio went out I was yeah. like what the fuck is mm-hmm. happening right now 
That was, like, that was like one of the most shocking things I've seen. This like not even the slap itself was that shocking. It was just yeah. like it's a whole like he he looks like he's about to kill Chris Rock. Yeah, and yeah, and then um, but yeah, I still think like the whole thing is like I still think Will Smith what he did was wrong. I wouldn't say he should be like banned or yeah. like shot or killed or anything like. Yeah. He should, I don't think, I don't even think he should be banned from the out. Maybe like I don't know, just say like. I don't know, suspended from going for like a year. Yeah. But like what they give him, like five, ten years or something like, like that. Like on, that's people. ridiculous. Like, that's like you ridiculous. got like there's far far more worse people who have done shit mm-hmm. that's still in Hollywood making movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like he ran up there, tackled him and bouncing his head off the fucking floor. Yeah. Ground yeah. and pound him. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Chris Rock didn't even stumble. He didn't even Jordan Poole. Mm-hmm. If anybody should be pissed off, Jordan Poole, that motherfucker got knocked out. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> he got knocked out, and I still got to go play basketball with this motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I'm sharing the locker room with him. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, he walked up and he slapped him. I think, yeah, I think it's unfortunate. That was, like, that was supposed to be Will Smith's big night, his yeah. final big Oscar win. He's going to make Bad Boys 4, and yeah. he's going to make I Am Legend 2, apparently. So he's got many more movies coming. Because then, if that's the case, yeah. I don't ever want to see anybody who fucking don't like Will Smith when fucking. Dun, 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 mm-hmm. dun, dun, when Fresh Prince of Bel Air come on. You can't fucking sing that song anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't want to see any of y'all yeah. watching Carlton. Do I don't it. want, yeah. <laughs> None of that shit. <laughs> but I don't know, man. I just think that's, I just think it's stupid. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like if what's name was going to capitalize on it, he should have did that shit like a week or two after. Don't wait a year and finally get a Netflix show. For mid. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> if for a year for mid? Press the, <laughs> press the button, John. Hold on, hold on. Oh my god, he's gonna mess it up. He's gonna mess it up. Oh, mid. Did it. mid. Mid. Yeah, he remembered. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. if we're waiting a year, we better be on the fucking floor laughing. Mm-hmm. And not saying that Chris Rock isn't funny, but like, come on, bro. Oh, he's hilarious. You know, like, he's not coming up to shake your hand. Oh, nigga, that was funny. I'm gonna give you some, I'm gonna give you some dap. No. <laughs> this motherfucker, like, if you guys didn't walk through that shit in rehearsals, what you what the fuck makes you think he's coming up there like after you just joked on his fucking wife? I'm gonna give you a hug. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I love. I just, just want to say I love you. I just want to say I love you. <laughs> like, yeah. So I don't know. His, his whole thing is like, oh, he's bigger than me. Fuck that. Will Smith <laughs> turned his back. You had a shot to go and fucking yeah, jump on his back like a down. fucking spider monkey <laughs> and fucking Hit him in the back of the head. Throw a shoe at him or something. <laughs> but like, you should have fucking just fell out. Will Smith did become Muhammad Ali, so I guess he was worried he, was, he still got that fight. He still got that dog in him. I mean, but hey, he, like I said, he turned his back. I know we had been talking about it briefly, mm-hmm. but yeah, like people, come on, man. He slapped yeah. a guy. You know, Let whatever. it go. Yeah. Let it go. Whatever. Like that the, that blondie from the Frozen said, let it go. Exactly. Let it go. <laughs> You guys are still going to go watch fucking Bad Boys 4. Yeah. You know, maybe that's maybe that's why people are mad. Like, oh, you, you, you want to pick on Chris Rock? You didn't fuck up August Alcina. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, yeah, August got all kinds of autoimmune issues. Like, yeah. He could have easily beat his ass. He could have whooped his ass. <laughs> he could, but see, he should have whooped his ass before he came out as, as, uh, as gay. Because now it's a hate crime. Oh, yeah, that's right. God damn it. Damn it, Will. You missed the opportunity. 
Not that we're condoning that either. <laughs> the beating of August Alcina. We, <laughs> we don't condone hate crimes or uh, the beating God. of August Alcina. We don't, we don't condone the beating of anybody. Oh, uh, God. But at the same time, if somebody walks up to you on an award stage and punches you, slaps you, whatever the fuck, uh, and they turn your back, mm-hmm. you better snap out of whatever fucking trance you were in and get you some. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So. No, no, we're not going to skip for time, Jonathan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I see you in the Google Docs. I see, I, I, I see you typing shit. <laughs> uh, we haven't seen Creed. Uh, well, I have seen Creed 3. And uh, we were going we to say like, oh, let's talk about the best film trilogies. But I think we can save that for, for the next episode after the Oscar and talk about the best film trilogies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that. that can be like its own whole little thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that can be an entire episode. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So let's do that. But we can still talk about the uh, the trailers. Okay. That came out uh, this past week, starting with uh, The Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Disney's doing a, doing another another rendition of The Haunted Mansion. Early 2000s. Eddie Murphy yeah, yeah. made a. Uh, well, shit, Haunted it may have been. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the early 2000s. And uh, it was more of a comedic. Take on the Honda Mansion. I mean, this one does look more comedic, but it's still like it looks more a little more like they're delving into more gothic paranormal horror. Yeah, but this one also kind of like looks almost like the ride. Almost, yeah, it does too. look more like the ride mm-hmm. in comparison. Even though I think the production design on the that ever Honda Mansion movie was really good. Yeah, from what yeah, I remember. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so they're making a new one. It stars uh. Uh, Rosario Dawson, Owen Wilson, uh, Lakeith Stanfield. I like Lakeith, man. Lakeith Stanfield, mm-hmm. great. And um, who else? Is it? Dan DeVito's in it. Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dan DeVito's a, a legend. So I'm always I'm always hyped to see him in anything. But uh, yeah, so we all watched the trailer. What you guys think of it? Um, Jonathan, yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, yes, I'm gonna watch it, but I'm one of those of like, I I, I like the original. I like the original. I didn't want it to be touched. Is it? Would you say it's a reboot or is it like a? a... It's a reboot, yeah. Okay. Um. The only reason why I kind of like it is because of the cast. They have a really great cast too. Yeah. So that's what's looking promising. That's what looks promising for Jonathan that loves project. It. Tiffany Haddish. Well, I mean, hey, she does bot mitz- bot mitzvahs. Bot 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 mitzvahs. Okay. <laughs> anybody, anybody else? Been a whole for the longest time. Oh God! Because gonna see oh, Tiffany Haddish shit. hit the Nene. In the fucking- <laughs> She's gonna whip a Nene on the ghost. Probably shit. Twerk all up, twerk, twerk up all in the ghost. Or she's gonna grapefruit him. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. oh God! Wait, that's your opinion? On yeah, that that's my opinion. Okay. Like, I, I'm gonna watch it for sure, but. You know, only for like the cast, but for the um, project in, in uh, as a whole in itself, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh. Okay. Uh, but I, I agree with that for the most part. Um, I'm just I'm just a petty man because years ago <laughs> Guillermo del Toro was supposed to direct Haunted Mansion uh, with uh, Ryan Gosling. But uh, no, we got this, and uh, it's directed by a director named Justin Simeon. I don't know if you guys seen a. Uh, the movie or the show Dear White People? 
Mm. He made that show. Okay. And he also made a horror. I've heard of it, yeah. yeah. He also made a horror movie on Hulu called uh, Bad Hair. That was uh, a fun one. And uh, yeah, so I'm gonna watch this movie just because you know I want to support black directors. So I'm gonna go out there and give my support. I like the cast too. Uh, yeah, Owen Wilson's a funny guy, and Lakeith Stansfield is an amazing actor. Mm-hmm. So I do want to see those two. What those wow. two get up to? <laughs> it's an interesting combo. I was I was just thinking that they're almost kind of alike. Mm-hmm. But they're different in a sense, yeah. And so, to having kind of those two in the same movie, it's kind of like okay, but one person has to kind of be that who's who, yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do like it. Looks like it's leading more into a horror tone mm-hmm. this time around. They're the making yeah. actually looking like spooky and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I actually think Jamie Lee Curtis is in this one for like a little bit. I she think I look, saw her briefly. She looks yeah. like it, it looks like she is in that one. Yeah, I think she mm. uh, she might be playing that floating head lady. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's the the one in the orb, right? Yeah, the one. Oh, in the okay, orb. Okay, okay. Yeah, that might be her character. But yeah, I think I would like to. Yeah, I'll check it out for sure, just to see it, and uh, yeah, support black filmmakers and everything. I think it has a good. Uh, I think it has a great cast. You're gonna get that dry kind of sense of humor with Owen Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Owen Wilson, in the Cable Guy, when he's on the date with uh, I can't remember her name, um, and he's all like, "You're sexy." And she's like, what? You heard me. And he's like, you heard me. I always just find that so funny because it's just like, she did hear him, but he was so confident about it that he was like, you yeah. heard me, bitch. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, you heard me. <laughs> uh, so I just always find that funny. And then, yeah, Lakeith is great. Uh, like, this guy is a fucking uh, chameleon. Because mm-hmm. you could, he can just kind of slot into anything. Mm-hmm. And I agree. And he'll just knock it out of the park. Exactly. So yeah. I'm excited about that. Rosario Dawson is always solid. I think Jamie Lee is in there. At least yeah. watching the trailer, I think I was like, oh, it looks like Jamie Lee. Um. So yeah, I don't know if I watch it, but <laughs> you know, watch it when it streams on Disney Plus. Maybe. Yeah, that might be like a no. Oh, I'll watch it on Disney Plus. Um. Yeah. Good cast. Looks like it'll be interesting. Yeah. Um. I will say though, Peter Pan and Mandy. Andy, what the <laughs> fuck am I talking about? Man, uh, Peter Pan and Mindy Kaling. <laughs> God, um, well, Jonathan, what is he doing over there? He is into something. Texting. He's texting somebody. No, 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 no. I'm trying to look up something. Okay. Well, Peter, <laughs> Peter Pan and Wendy. Watching it, it felt like. Oh wait, let me uh pre say what it is first. <laughs> oh my bad. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. It was okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate the excitement <laughs> But uh, uh, Peter Pan and Wendy is another Disney film It's a remake of the Of course the original Peter Pan cartoon From back way back in the day That's the one I think that's one of the original animated films they did But um, I really like that movie But um, yeah this is a, a reboot Remake kind of thing And um, this is directed by David Lowry He uh, directed uh, Recently he did the film The Green Knight and uh, he also did a ghost story. I feel like it shows a lot with it. What you guys think of it? Yeah, watching it, um, it felt like like those old Disney cartoon movies. Yeah. And as I'm sitting there, I'm watching it. I'm like, damn, this looks familiar. Like it just had that feel of like when you when when we were kids, there were VHS tapes, and you buy the fucking VHS, and it's playing the trailer for another movie and it just felt like i was looking at an old school like 90s 
trailer. Yeah. Even though it's live action, but it's like it felt like that to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, like the kids with their accents and the way that they were talking. And just like the movements and just like some of the like the dialogue just in the trailer. Yeah. Like it just kind of took me back to like my childhood. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, so that was that was interesting because I was not expecting that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Maybe maybe grabs my interest. Yeah. Maybe I might go see it. Uh I was about to say follow up on that. It's this kind of disappointing for me, but I guess it makes sense that the last Peter Pan movies have been done too hot. But like, this is going to be a Disney Plus exclusive. Mm, okay, so then I don't have to go anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> so you can stay at home and watch nice. it in your <laughs> in your pajamas. There you go. But uh, but uh, yeah, I think it sucks because I think this movie looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. A lot of like big scale, like I don't know, like but compared to other Disney remakes where it just felt like cheap cash grabs this one feels like it feels very authentic yeah and it feels very lived i don't know when i'm like they're on they're in a neverland i feel like oh i'm looking at an actual place and yeah like, exactly not standing yeah. in front of a green screen or like that volume stuff like you're transported the, to that yeah, universe or exactly, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah like you can actually see the lighting like on everything <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the light is actually bouncing off of objects and like trees and stuff it looks really cool and um I mean, yeah, the director, the director's approach to it, I think his approach to fantasy is to fantasy is really great. And this, and in this one, uh, Jude Law is playing Captain Hook, which mm. I think is a good casting choice. And uh, the the actually, I just checked it on, but most of it, the act, kid actors are no names. Well, I guess the girl playing Wendy is a no name technically. But uh, she, she kind of looks familiar. Yeah, too, though. I was about to say she is the daughter of uh, Mila Jovovich. From, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Star of the Resident Evil Resident films Evil, and yeah. uh, okay. that's filth elements, and they look identical to each other to me. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Star power. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. What, that's what happens yeah. when you're the new Jamie Lee Curtis. Your parents, uh, your parents, <laughs> what happens when your parents, a uh, famous person, <laughs> famous action hero. I mean, hey, use it, man. Yeah, <laughs> she looks like she's doing a good job. Yeah, looking forward to this one. I can watch it on Disney Plus. Sadly, I have to watch it at home instead of on a big movie screen. But whatever, less is less money for me to spend <laughs> <laughs> on a movie screen. On a movie, yeah, they can watch it on here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at the uh, to cinema with love headquarters. The cinema with love headquarters. The headquarters. <laughs> we can watch it. How about that? We can all watch it here. <laughs> yes, sir. But yeah, what do you think of it, John? Um, exactly like how you said it. I mean, at first, before like you know, even seeing the trailer. I was like Peter Pan, uh, Peter Pan and Wendy. Uh, you know, do we really need an, a live action? I've just felt like Disney has been falling short in their live action films, yeah. especially the ones that go to Disney Plus, like the Pinocchio one. I love Pinocchio, like the animated one. It was so so good. Um, as a you know, as it as in my childhood, it was this. It was one of the first animated movies I've seen. And then to see the live action and they basically did it like, you know, shot for shot the same. Oh, no. And <laughs> like the Lion King. And it fell short. Oh, and it fell short to me. Like it fell short. It Like it didn't feel like, you know, they tried to make it just like the original, like in Lion King. But it didn't. I got bored of it. Like I was like, it, this doesn't feel like genuine to me. I don't know how, how to explain it. It, no, it felt like that, yeah. like a cheap, like you said, cheap cash type thing or cash grab cash grab yeah. type thing. I couldn't finish watching it. I I couldn't. Damn. 
Um, yeah, <laughs> I that, do. That it did look bad. But, yeah. yeah, and but this one, the trailer, it looks very promising. Like, mm-hmm. um, and that's what I wanted. You know, it looks like a really good like adventure film mm-hmm. where like you know, kind of like in Lord of the Rings, like you're taken into this place and like you're transported there. Um, Neverland, you know, uh, you as a kid always wanted to go to Neverland. Now you'll see it kind of like in live action, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think it looks great. I'm, I'm excited for it. And also, especially that, uh, pirate ship, that, that, yeah, that, uh, that cool. thing looks really nice. But, uh, oh yeah. Then you got, of course you got, uh, the, uh, the anti-woke people coming out the gates for, oh, uh, no. for, uh, Yara Shahidi, for, uh, who's from, uh, Blackish. Playing uh, Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell yeah. I've heard about that. Yeah, Tinkerbell black, and uh, people are losing their mind over it. It's like do y'all people have anything better to do? No, <laughs> to complain about a black actress playing Tinkerbell. No, they don't. Like, dude, there's, there's just tons of other bad shit in the world happening. Yeah. And you, you don't have to watch the goddamn. No one's like forcing <laughs> you. No one's, no one's making you strapping you down onto your couch. To you watch. telling me <laughs> I have to spend $25 and <laughs> watch this black girl play Tinkerbell? <laughs> I will not. Like, I am going to watch ex- it and eat my popcorn. Me. I don't excuse like it. Me, sir. I do have to watch it. I, I am strapped because my children want to watch it. <laughs> like, can you, can you I'll just wait to watch the goddamn movie because because I like her. I'm blackish. I'm sure she could be a good Tinkerbell. Maybe she auditioned the best out of everyone else. Maybe other white girls and shit auditioned for it. <laughs> hey. But she, she she just happens to be black and she did the best job. Listen, like if you whoever is the better talent, yeah, is it's going to is it. going to win. Exactly. Yeah. Like it. Like you know what I mean. Like I don't fucking know, man. And then and then there's just like other. Peter Pan's movies and stories where like Tinkerbell is literally just like a, a like a ball of light, like <laughs> mm. the Disney one. I think the Disney yeah. one is the one that made her more of a you know like an actual human being or like little like elf like yeah, thing. So a, little, a fairy. Little, yeah, a little fairy, a little 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 white girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dude, going I, to be I, upset if my cartoons aren't accurate. Why did it? <laughs> why didn't they get Addison Ray to play <laughs> Tinkerbell? Oh my goodness! God. Or Charlie Demelio. Oh God! <laughs> oh, sure. oh God! That would have. I, I should. I'm sure that would have got like a negative ass reaction. Could you imagine? It's like people stop eating fucking military green paint chips. Okay? Don't do it, yo. Get that out your teeth. God. Don't do it. And don't watch the movie. You don't like it. Like if you're a grown, if you're a grown ass person getting upset over a Peter Pan and Wendy. Yeah. <laughs> Something's wrong with you. This is this a is movie for, made for families. This is for kids, people. <laughs> like Little Mermaid is for kids. It's not. It's not for grownups. Oh God! You think fucking kids are like, mommy, mommy? Why is why is why is mermaid black? <laughs> like, oh, what the fuck? Because at McDonald's in their fucking Happy Meal toy, they're still gonna play with that fucker. I mean, no one complained when the, the not many people complained when the fucking in the Batman Begins they made a uh, Ra's al Ghul was supposed to be a uh, Middle Eastern to Liam Neeson. True. He's a white. True. He's a white Irish man. So. <laughs> we had. We it's, had. It, fucking, it's because of the accent. Yeah. Well, we had Tom Cruise, The Last Samurai, or some shit. Oh, that that's different though, because like The Last Samurai is referring to like the actual Japanese samurai. Like okay. samurai is plural. 
<laughs> Jamal's like, what? I don't get it either. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean you don't get it? I don't I don't know. Know. What are you trying to say? Samurai is plural. It can yeah. be. It can be plural. Oh, so like, like you don't say samurais. Yeah. <laughs> Jamal, Jonathan's like, wait, no, I, no, no. I, I mean, I, 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 I get it, but <laughs> like, you mean anybody can be a samurai as long as they go through the art training and all that? Yeah, sure. Oh, I mean, there's okay. a the black uh, samurai in real life, <gasps> so yeah. anybody can be the tooth fairy. Yeah. Like Dwayne Johnson. There you go. There you go. <laughs> it, all, it all comes back. <laughs> it all comes back. That's yeah. the cinema would love you guys. There it is. But yeah, it is, it is funny, though, that the poster like showed the last samurai is Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's preferring to, it's preferring to the, the other samurai in the movie. I, I get it, though. Like, yeah. he's a samurai. Like, it's not like a, mm-hmm. he's, a he, he's a samurai. Not, not, not like he's actually playing a Japanese man in that movie. He's not. <laughs> Have you seen it? I haven't seen that movie, so I don't know what you guys are talking about. He's playing a full on blind dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Oh, Lord. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> whatever. Based on a true story. Based but whatever. Based on it is. <laughs> but uh, never mind. Yeah, but people stop getting upset over yeah. shit. Like, it, it, it's a fucking cartoon. <laughs> it's a fucking cartoon. It's a cartoon. Jesus but no, but uh, yeah. Besides that, looking forward to Peter and Wendy. And then the last trailer we have is a uh, an indie uh, indie film produced by Neon called uh, "How to Blow Up a Pipeline." Basically, this is an interesting movie. It's interesting because it's a movie about like a like, a, like eco eco sabotage in a way. Mm-hmm. But uh, eco warriors, eco warriors, eco terrorists, <laughs> nomads, <laughs> nomads. Yeah, God, it all comes back around. Yeah, it's a nomads that we saw in and out. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but no, um, this is actually based on a on a nonfiction book. Oh, and, and wow. it basically details. Um, the author is arguing that the sab- that sabotage is a logical form of climate activism, and criticizes both pa- pacifism within the climate movement and climate fatal fatalism so basically it's arguing that it's basically like uh in order to get change we must be violent or like we must do something really big in order to gain the attention we need or the change that we need in the world and uh so basically just like turning this turning this non-fiction book into an actual like riveting like thriller mm-hmm. and heist film basically and it's basically um Basically, I think the like the the pitch of the director give for this movie, and the director's name is uh, Daniel Goldhaber, Goldhaber, and uh, he basically pitches as a uh, uh, Ocean Eleven that they if they were eco terrorists, mm. which is like a really cool way to pitch them. This right, movie. right, right, and uh, but yeah, this movie is about a group of envi- environmental activists trying to present prevent the development of a pipeline by resorting to sabotage. And yeah, we watched the trailer. What do you guys think of it? Oh, it looks interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's one that I'll have to watch again. Yeah, like the trailer. Um, but I had asked you, I was like, "Oh, is this an indie film?" Because it definitely has that look of it. Yeah. Um, which I don't mind. I, I kind of like. Oh that no, look. yeah. I like the gritty look to it. it looks yeah. like a shot on film. Yeah. So, it's a it's a different it's a different story. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh yeah. I don't know. Maybe I might check it out April seventh to twenty twenty three. I'll watch it to kind of like um, see the new talent, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, because uh, it's the cast is like. Um, well, they also called? got an actor from Blackish. 
Uh, oh, really? He plays, uh, yeah, he plays, uh, what's his name? Well, majority of them. His son, uh, the guy, what's his name? Uh, God. Anthony, Anthony Anderson. Anderson. Anthony Anderson, yeah. That's, I don't know why I forgot his name, but yeah. And the guy that plays Anthony Anderson's show on, son on that show, isn't it? Mm. But the majority of them are pretty much, like, not? Uh, they're or? not big names, but, like, okay. I've, I've seen them in stuff, like, some of those actors in stuff here and there. But yeah, this is like their first big leading thing. Right. <clears throat> well, yeah, that's what I meant. Like, I want you to see, like, you know, what their potential is in, in like, you know, to it's, see if it's yeah. been nominated at a lot of festivals. So I about to say, yeah, it premiered at Sundance. Uh, oh, yeah. At Toronto International Film Festival last year. Okay, I thought it was Sundance. But yeah, the Toronto International Film Festival last year. And uh, yeah, I got picked up by Neon the uh, later that year. So yeah, it's coming out April 7th, 2023. Nice. But yeah, I'm really that could, that could be us. Yeah, that could be us for mm-hmm. sure. Uh but yeah, I'm excited to see this one. Uh yeah, I like a good heist movie for sure. And uh the trailer presented I think it's gonna be a really gripping thriller by the looks of it. And yeah. I, and I think the idea of just like creating a creating a movie out of a non fiction book is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it's like it's like that could be like um some kind of like best adapted screenplay kind of thing. Because you really gotta like think of like the actual plot of the movie instead of just like oh just let's just right. do this and mm-hmm. put this here and there and stuff like that. So it could be interesting. I'm excited for it. Let's get into the uh, reviews here. Spoiler <laughs> alert! Wait, wait. Press the button. Spoiler alert! <laughs> we really need to make something for that. <laughs> yeah, make it something better. Yeah, we really uh, really need to. Make I know something. you tried your best yet. We love you for it. <laughs> I just want him one day to just yeah. flip all that shit over, <laughs> unplug everything. <laughs> like, you know, fucking that'd here. be amazing. <laughs> like, and we're just sitting here like, oh shit, oh fuck. He That's it that. for today, folks. He's done. That was that was, that was the straw. <laughs> oh good. That was the straw. Let's do. Uh, okay, uh, this won't be a spoiler review because you guys haven't seen it yet. But I just want to talk about Creed three. A little bit. What was that over there? You just turned into. Wait, those. no. Have you guys not seen? Sorry, sorry. You just I, turned, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but you just turned you guys... into Chris Farley for a second. <laughs> 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 He's just moving his hands really fast. No, but like all I've seen all over like in uh, social media is like after watching Creed three, and then people are like, "Oh, everybody just shadow boxing, <laughs> yeah, just in the, in their seats." <laughs> oh yeah, there's an actual fight that broke out uh, theater like over the weekend. Really? It was like, yeah, this like people after the movie ended, like, a bunch was, uh... of people just started fighting. <laughs> no, I'm Chris. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm Jonathan Majors. I'm Jonathan Majors. I'm, I'm Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> Fuck you. There's a bunch. Of, there's a bunch of fat niggas. <laughs> With, with drawn in six packs, Rick Ross looking asses taking like, up the whole aisle. It's like, bro, I'm just trying to leave, man. I can't get by. Y'all. Oh god, that'd just, be hilarious. Just big meats, just <laughs> just slapping. <laughs> but no, this is uh, like people are really fighting after the movie. Yeah, damn uh, that one theater. Anyway, I don't know. It was happening all over the country. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah, it's not good. That is not good. Creed three is, is a is a warning signal. <laughs> But uh, uh, Creed 3 is, of course, the sequel to Creed 1 and 2. Uh, this is a spinoff of sorts to the Rocky franchise. And, yeah, this is the first Rocky-type movie without Sylvester Stallone in it. And uh, we could talk about why he's not in it another day, because that's a whole another yeah. can of worms. 
But uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe some of these topics we could talk during like the um the Oscar thing. Yeah, we could because we got a lot of you know commercial we gaps. Got a lot so of we got time, to fill yeah. But okay, yeah. But yeah, uh, so yeah, in Creed three, uh, Michael B. Jordan not only returns in the role of uh, Adonis Creed, but he's also directing the film. This is a directorial debut. And uh, and and I'm not gonna go into spoilers, but the basic plot line is he's retired now. He has a daughter. His wife has a great singing career going on. And um, and uh, basically, this this guy from his past, his best friend from the past, and his name is uh Damien, Damien Anderson. His nickname da- Diamond Dame. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> Diamond Dame Aiden Anderson, and uh, he he's, he's just got out of jail. He goes up to Creed's place and is like, uh, hey, long time no see. Uh, would you would it be okay if I train at your gym and get get you know get get my uh feet going in the ring again? And he's like, and Creed's like, oh yeah, sure. And then, uh, then I don't want to get yeah, going to spoilers again, but uh, Dame has some um, ulterior motives, and he's very pissed at Creed for something that happened in their past when they were kids. And yeah, and basically the whole thing is basically best friend versus best friend, brother versus brother type situation going on. Mm. And I and I I was excited for the movie because I just love Rocky movies in general and just boxing. And the uh, and all the Creed movies have been have been really good so far. The first one is, is a, I think is an amazing film, and I think this this new one Creed three is is probably close to being as good as the first one because mm. wow. I think it, I think it's a really really great film. You didn't like the second one that much? No, I did like the second one a lot. I just think because uh, I watched it again recently, it's a little bit more cleaner than the. Uh, in the first Creed, because I like the grit that Ryan Coogler bought to the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it felt very much more personal. Right, It's right, much more right. per- I mean, it's a personal story for Creed in the second one, but, I mean, in that one, he's fighting the son of the guy that killed his dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. it's not, it doesn't feel as super personal, but it's more. it feels more like Rocky and Creed, like, carrying the weight yeah. of the emotions and everything. But this one, this is all Creed. And this is this is his personal thing that he has to go with with his, with his uh, childhood best friend. And I think that uh, first of all, I just want to say that Jonathan Majors is he plays Diamond Dame, right? And he is absolutely phenomenal in the film. Mm-hmm. Like I would say, he's like even better, even way better than he was in uh, Ant Man: Quantum Man. He was still getting that too. Yeah, no, yeah. But he was like, he was incredible. I think this guy is a superstar. Like he's gonna be a in major the making? star. Yeah. yeah. Not, nice. not, oh, not no, not in the making. No, no already made it. No yeah. pun intended. Major star. Oh. <laughs> he's gonna be. He. I think he like Lakeith. He is a chameleon because I remember Oof. first seeing him in uh, this movie called White Boy Rick a couple of years ago. Yeah. Wait. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't. I'm trying and to remember. I, I always thought his yeah. uh, his he, rise was in like what? It, Sorry to bother you or or uh, no, get out. But no, I'm, I'm talking about Jonathan Majors, not Lakeith. Oh, I, I, I thought you said Lakeith. No, 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 because I heard Lakeith, and then so. <laughs> All them niggas look alike. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Jonathan Majors got, got like 150 pounds on <laughs> But no, uh, but yeah, uh, I first saw Jonathan. Major. Show me the difference between <laughs> McKeith and Jonathan Major. I see no difference. They both look alike. Humongous man. <laughs> they dark. <laughs> well, black. I don't know. But no, uh, I first saw Jonathan Majors in uh in uh, this film called White Boy Rick, starring uh, Matthew McConaughey, and he played uh he played he played a pretty important role. He was a he was a he was a gangster in the film. He was a he was a guy that was like going around selling around like crack cocaine and all that. 
And uh, he was a very, he was a pretty intimidating in that movie too. He was like, you fully believe him as this guy that's been around and then, and you know, can like really like, like fuck up people if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. And like, he's a full blown gangster. And then the next movie I see him in is the last black man in San Francisco. And he's playing like such a, such a, like an introverted nerd type guy. And it was like, I was like, wow, how does even the same person from the last film and then now seeing him, and he's really great in Last Black Man in San Francisco, if anybody hasn't seen that film yet. Mm-hmm. But um, then now he's playing Kane the Conqueror, and like now he's playing like different variants of Kane the Conqueror, and he's like different in each role. And then now you see him in Creed 3, where he's playing like this sort of, this sort of like, he kind of like has his personality of Floyd Mayweather mixed with Mr. T from the third Rocky movie. He starts out very like unassuming at first, but then he's like, oh, wow, this guy is petty with a capital P. Mm. He does some, he does some menace shit in this movie. <laughs> he's a very physical actor, which I like. I like really physical actors. And uh, I, I truly do think that Jonathan Majors has the potential to be like um, on some like Denzel level shit. I think his performance is like, yeah, I'm gonna say that's a hot take. I guess. That's, wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I think this guy is gonna be gonna be a major, major, major star for that's sure. A, that's a big hot take. Yeah. <laughs> I am I not am even. Hot. I am hot. Not even Denzel's man. son. Wow, he's good. Well, listen, <laughs> I his, knew you were gonna... <laughs> his son is definitely not him. His he's not. He, he's good on. He's good in his own way. Yeah. But not Denzel, but I feel like Jonathan Major definitely has that Denzel oh, yeah. type of charisma and this like yeah. exuberance of this like just like you just tell like he is he is a phenomenal actor, right, right, right. Just from just like looking at him, but yeah, he's fantastic in the movie and uh, like I like Jonathan kind of talked about before he brought in the anime influences. Mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan brought in, especially in the fight scenes because there are moments. Where it feels like you're kind of watching like Dragon Ball Z <laughs> a bit. I saw like one part where somebody I think is hitting a gut or something. Oh yeah, and then like the sweat like yeah, flies off the their beads, back. Yeah, then yeah. his eyes kind of do like a Goku thing. It was like, oh, <laughs> 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 nice. but I think I think it's cool that he brought in that kind of style. It's different for the Rocky franchise and boxing movies in general. I, I was just gonna say that because usually typical a lot of boxing movies kind of almost like look for, the same. Realism, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this type of style is like, mm-hmm. hmm. I think Michael B. Jordan understands that impact is really important, and um, and anime. I feel like that's more based on not based on realism; is more based on emotion than anything. Yeah. because it makes yeah. you feel the uh, the impact of everything, and just like make and like make sure you you see these these little character moments or their facial expressions. And I feel like he does that very well here. Nice. And, but yeah, I'll give this. I'll give Creed three a peek. Okay, I really, mm. I really thought this movie was great. I would definitely see it again. Nice, mm-hmm. yeah. And I can't wait for you fellas to watch it so we can talk about spoilers. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I had chose. Uh, I had the pick for our film, and I had chose the Woman King. I had wanted to see that one. Thought it was really good. Viola Davis. She's a powerhouse. Yeah. Like. Just like how you were talking about Jonathan Majors, she is just solid. Mm-hmm. And she played it really well. And I like, oh, spoilers, I like when we find out that that's her daughter, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. The the warrior. And you can kind of see it because she had the same kind of tendencies and attitude that she had. And one thing I like about the film is that, like, 
it was just it was all kind of women again, like yeah. with um with like Black Panther two, right? But they didn't like beat it over the head, mm-hmm. you know. Where it's like, look, we're women, we can do this too. Yeah, yeah. like I don't need that because I can see it. Get that shit out of here. You know what I mean? No. Like, like I don't need to be yelled at. Yeah, what they say show not tell. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And so I think the women in that they casted were great. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think her two Viola's two right hand ladies, yeah, were solid, and it made me instantly think back to Black Panther mm-hmm. with uh, I I don't know their names, um, the Dora Milaje. You know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, like the badass one. Yeah, Dora Milaje, uh, the main one, the general. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the one from Woman King, the one that died. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I like that she was kind of more of like a sister role. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. yeah. like she was like, yeah, we're tough. We're bad. Mm-hmm. But hold on, sis, let me braid your hair real quick. So you can, you know, so you can look nice. And then like with Viola, when the, the girl snuck out and was meeting the guy, Viola was giving her the shit. And she was just like, Oh, okay. Like you snuck out for a guy. Like what guy is it? You know what I mean? Like yeah. more of like, listen, like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a girl too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think they had, I think they all had good chemistry. Yeah. Um, and some of those scenes were just like intense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that, you know, it was kind of frowned upon like her going back and helping. And it's more of like, like they kind of wanted to die on their sword, but then she does that and it just kind of starts to trickle down. Like, no, like we're a family. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're we're these warriors, but at the same time, like we stick I'm not, together. Yeah, thing, yeah, like we stick together. Like if you're going down, I'm going down with you. Right. Um. And I, you know, I thought it was I thought it was really good. Um. Who was that? Boyega. John Boyega. Yeah, yeah Boyega. Yeah. He was he was decent in it, mm-hmm. and it seems like he's kind of starting to get some 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 uh, some roles mm-hmm. recognition. And yeah. All, yeah, yeah. Um, but I thought he was good in that, and I enjoyed it. I would I would probably give it a uh, I'd probably give it a mid peak. Like it didn't feel too long. The story kept me kind of entertained. I like how, you know, Viola was like, "No, I got to go find her." And then she's sneaking out. Yeah. And then uh you think, "All right, she's going by herself." Right. And then everybody just you see everybody kind of like like a whole army. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. like, "Nah, we we fuck with you. So we're going to we're and we need you." What would you give it? Oh, I said oh, mid peak. Oh, you said mid peak. Oh, okay, yeah. sorry, my bad. But yeah, uh, yeah, I really like the Woman King too. Uh, I think I said before, but it kind of goes back to that old like, kind of like epic, like sword and sandals sort of film, where it's like you know films like Gladiator, mm-hmm. like Braveheart, Spartacus, things like that. Kind of goes back to that era of Hollywood, where that was like the big, that was like the original superhero movie. Yep. In many ways, and um, there's a feeling where like, you're watching Viola Davis and it feels like this is a very different role for her. Yeah. Like, you know, she had to really like put on muscle and like go for like various amounts of training. It's like, then, but then it feels like watching her over porn. I'm like, Oh, Oh, like she's always been a powerhouse. So yeah. it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, for the way she exudes herself, it feels like, you know, I've, I've seen this kind of role before, but it's very different for her. And a lot of people thought that she was snubbed for a best actress mm-hmm. nomination for this one. I could see that. I could see it. I thought she was really great in it. Was that would she have been nominated this year? Yeah, she would have yeah. been nominated this year. If, mm. Yeah, but she was snubbed out. 
But uh, yeah, the the Black Panther, the the lead women in that movie are based on these women here. Oh, really? Yeah, interesting. A, yeah, they betray like sexual assault uh-huh. in a certain way. That was very, that was very, uh, very respect, respectful in the yeah. way they did it. I liked the way they did it, and it did, it didn't like feel like the whole movie stopped to like give this message about it. It just felt like okay, this is the actual thing that happened, and she's dealing with the trauma of it, but she's like you know ultimately moving forward to make it better in a way. Yeah, and her in her own sense of like trying to reconnect with her daughter, and uh, I think that's kind of like interesting to see in like a big Hollywood movie like that. But yeah, I think it, Woman King is overall a very good movie. The the action scenes are extremely well directed. I love the score on it. Terrence Blanchard did his thing on it, and I think it handled. I think it also handled the whole like you know, the slavery thing. I thought mm-hmm. that like the there was a, there was kind of like controversy around it for because uh, I think the the tribe in this movie that that are the heroes. I think they had their own slaves too, mm-hmm. but out because, and I think people thought like, Oh, they're going to, they're going to try to make them look like heroes, but they didn't. I, I think to me, they really, I mean, they were heroic, but they also made them like question themselves as well, yeah. which I liked they didn't like ignore it completely at all. And yeah, so it's a bigger issue. And if you want to, if you want that, like the true whole story, like you, you guys need to just watch documentaries or something. I do watch documentaries. No, I'll just talk about it in general. Like, oh, <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> I watch them. I'm just talking about in general. This is the people. It's like if you want like the actual factual, <laughs> like you know, yeah, yeah. story. Just like watch a documentary. Movies are meant to be more of a dramatized, you know, you know, chain things around thing to make the story more, the film more interesting. Mm-hmm. That's what they're there for, and not to be like a whole, you know. You know, like shot for shot, fact for fact, you know, retelling of the story of them. But yeah, I really do enjoy this movie. I'll give it a, I'll give it a mid peak. Okay, I think it's, I think it's a really good movie. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, pretty much summarized. I uh, love the action sequences. I really loved how it was, uh, uh, like color graded and everything. It was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, love the settings, like the the um what's called the production design on it. It was very nice as well. Um, you know, it didn't get nominated for anything. No. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I think the director, Gina Prince Bythewood, she could have got nominated to like, for best director. Like production design. Yeah. Production, the costumes. Something. Yeah. yeah I maybe, mean, maybe Black Panther stole his, stole his, uh, yeah. His thunder or something. Thunder, yeah. yeah. Can't have all you. Yeah, look, look, look. Yeah. We're only gonna choose <laughs> one black movie. Can't have all of them running around. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, we're gonna go. We're gonna we're gonna go with the one of the flying Mexican. <laughs> that's that's that definitely what they thought. You know, they, you know, that's what they were. Hold on, hold on. They, they, they said Mexican. No, hold on, hold on. They said, should we get the one with like the full? Black test or get the one with the diverse and has both <laughs> cultures in it. <laughs> we kill two birds, one stone. We did, we did mark two kill quotas with one stone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, well, we got the, we got the blacks here. There's a flying fish Mexican. <laughs> we can let's just throw that uh, one in there. Fuck. Let's just throw that one. But yeah, Jonathan, keep Golly, uh, yeah. I mean, like. The fighting sequences, the 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 production design, the colorization, everything—it was all very, very well done. 
And like Alex said, they touched on like a very heavy subject of like rape briefly, but um, like you know, I, they they kind of like focused more on how she um, overcame it or like you know was trying to uh, uh, deal with it. <clears throat> and I thought that was very you know nice and 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 great in a film. Uh, it was it was a good movie, you know. It was a very um good action movie as well. So um, I give it a mid peak as well. Nice, yeah, nice, nice, nice. We got for the review. But <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, so we've been meaning to talk about The Last of Us, and we got a good amount of episodes to talk about. Wait, we can choose our particular favorite episodes. If you want to, because we'll probably do a full season breakdown. Oh yeah, we'll do yeah the yeah. whole breakdown the whole show. But yeah, uh, I, th- I think the season finale is next week. Yeah, it is. Yeah. What it should yeah. the new episode oh. should be on right now? I'm now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, but um, but yeah. So the Last of Us has been um a ground breaking breaking ground, getting up up upscaling its viewership every week. It seems like. And its ratings of, with each review of the of each episode, and what do we think of it so far? You guys, we're heading into the end so so far. Mm-hmm. Um, man, it just I I watch it every single week, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't know how it can get any better, and then it gets <laughs> better. Yeah, and to me, like, for a show to do that is just insane Mm -hmm. because it's like not not only is it just like oh yeah that was a good episode no like they're making like damn this is a really really great episode and then to have to come back and be better than that one um it's so wild and i think um my favorite episode um obviously episode i think three with nick offer offerman oh yeah nick offerman uh murray bartlett yeah. playing uh frank like that one was that one was great um i'm trying to i'm trying to remember which one i don't know exactly because i just enjoy all of them but like just the chemistry of like mm-hmm. joel and ellie mm-hmm. uh pedro and bella it's like Jesus Christ, man. Mm-hmm. Like you just see like their relationship grow and strengthen over time. And, but I do think my, now that I'm thinking about it, my favorite episode might be the one with the, um, with the, the brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because that one was just like, you, for me, I'm thinking, Oh, okay. They're going to tag along. They're going to join on the, the path, the story here. Mm-hmm. And then, spoilers, um, the little brother gets bit, and you're like, oh, no. And Mm -hmm. Ellie's attempt to try to save him, uh, because like she she told Joel, like, everybody leaves me, Mm -hmm. you know? And she finally had, like, a friend that she could that she could grow with. And, you know, she's like, okay, I got somebody that that I could talk to that we could have fun with. And then when she wakes up and he's just sitting there and he's not moving and then she goes over and he's like, (laughs) and then they, they bust out of the room and they're fighting and the brother is holding the gun. And now you're thinking, Oh, this is it. Mm -hmm. And then he shoots his own brother 
And it's like, like, geez. You know what I mean? Like a very violent way of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Like surprised they went that far. So crazy. Because in that moment you're like, well, fuck. I kind of have to do it because then if not, we're all fucked. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's like, but this is my little brother. Yeah, exactly. And you're he's he's stuck between that choice and literally it's not like he's got fucking 40 minutes to sit there and think about it. It's like he's got maybe five seconds and he shoots him. And now once he shoots his brother, now you're thinking, oh, he's going to he's going to kill Ellie. Like everybody in this bitch is just getting shot up and we're all going out. And then he's just like, well, shit, now I have nothing to live for. So bye bye. And then when he does that and then the next scene is them burying him and Ellie, uh, Joel is sitting there and he's digging the grave and he's got like a look on his face of like, holy shit. Like that was fucking like, I didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. And then, she, and then, uh, not Creed. And then, uh, Adonis Creed yeah. <laughs> just shows up. Nowhere. <laughs> just starts beating the shit out of both of them. <laughs> and then Ellie is kind of stone faced and more like, well, this is what happens to me. Every, everybody that I, you know, that I grew attached to, they fucking die or, or go away. So I love that episode. I, j- I love the most recent one um, with her and her friend. Like that one was really good because it's like, like the, the tension of them liking each other was there, but it wasn't like super obvious beating it over your head. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they, they let it build and build. Well, the internet would disagree with it apparently. Why? <laughs> Cause uh, they didn't like the gay shit. Well, that's them. I'm not that's the internet. All, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was kind of like, really? Do we have to do this again? Yeah, like, wow. we had to, like we saw it in episode three. I was like, look, they're gay in the game. Yeah, it's not like they pulled this out their ass. Yeah, <laughs> so like, like, oh, we're gonna make them gay now. <laughs> like, chill, like, chill out, stop it. Um, but I, I love that because it's like they didn't just like right off the bat, like they, they built up to that moment of them finally yeah. like kissing each other, and it was like, by the time they did, it was like, you, you, you kind of you see it coming and you want it to happen. And then when it happened, you're like, yes, there we yes. Go. And then, <laughs> and then the fucking, you know, the fucking thing and comes out a clicker and it's like, oh fuck. And then you find out like, this is how Ellie, you know, gets yeah. bid and all that stuff. Um, and then the episode where, well, that's the same episode where she's, she's trying to save Joel's life. Um, Cause she just can't live without him right now. Like she will not let this man die. And it just shows that like she could have left and she stood at that door and she was like, nah, you know what? Like I'm going to fucking try to do everything I can yeah. to keep you alive for as long as I can. So I'm excited for this episode mm-hmm. and hopefully uh, the season finale is amazing, which it should be. And then season two is, I mean, I don't know how you top it, but, and one thing I will say, I played the game like a little bit, mm-hmm. like, but I'm glad that I didn't. Yeah. Because I don't know what's going to happen. <clears throat> right, right, right. And so <clears throat> I feel like the people that played the game and you've played the game, right? I have, yeah. And so I, I asked you, because you know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. does it kind of dampen watching the show? Like, do you wish that you hadn't played the game so you could enjoy it as like this masterpiece of what it is? 
I think I think there's a lot of things in the show that does that they that, that does better than the game, for sure. Mm-hmm. There's like there's like smaller things in the game that I think does better than the show, especially with Joel's character being more of an a a violent man. I think that I'll know if when the when the finale of the show when the of the season happens, I'll know what he does in the game is gonna be as palpable as it is when the show when the show gets around to it. Because in the game, it's like Joel's like Ooh, a little. I was gonna say Joel's a lot more violent. Than <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna say that. But Joel's a lot more violent in the game or in the in the, in the game. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But uh, the certain way he he treats people in a way that's uh, more violent. But um, but yeah, I, I, it doesn't bother me at all the changes they made. Because like, I think a lot of choices they made are great. It's like because not everything translates into live action mm-hmm. like that. So a lot of things work in the game because it's a very first person perspective thing yeah and the uh, game and the shows like it's like it's like you're seeing the perspectives of uh, ellie and joel but then you like switch around like three episode three you get like more of uh what's his name bill frank yeah from their perspective and you get like uh her lady uh kathleen you get you, you see her perspective for a little bit you see henry and his little brother for like a little bit yeah so you can go around and, and delve more into characters that mm-hmm. way and that makes it more, that makes you connect with them more a bit. And I like that. Yeah. But overall, I like, I really, I think the show is really great so far. And I think my favorite episode, I was going to say it was three, because I think that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. That was a really fantastic episode. I think Nick Offerman and Nick Murray Bartlett playing uh, Bill and Frank, I think they deserve like uh, Emmy wins. Yeah, that was for their performances. That was insane. Yeah, <laughs> for them to come out, for them to have that. I don't know. The, little, the, show, the episode itself was like a little longer than usual, like a, like a little over an hour. Yeah, and um, and you you get you get their whole life in that that short amount of time, and you feel you feel really connected to them. Like you could watch a whole show about them. Yeah, like I'd I'd be perfectly fine watching a whole show about them. And um, but I would say the my favorite episode is uh, the episode with uh, Henry and his brother. Yeah, like let alone not just like you know the the huge action sequence that happens mm-hmm. in that uh, neighborhood where it's like the the clickers come out. You get that big old clicker. Damn. I forget I forgot what they call that one. It's like the big boy. Yeah, <laughs> he just starts tearing shit up. That shit was crazy. <laughs> He's fucking ripping people apart. <laughs> Get clickers chasing after Ellie and Henry and his brother, and you get that little creepy little 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 girl clicker. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, the contortion is all of a sudden. Yeah, <laughs> uh, really intense stuff in there. But uh, I knew that that moment. Well, I saw it coming because like it happens in the game, mm-hmm. the moment between Henry and his brother. But um. Part of me when they're like, "Oh, my blood can," Ellie's like, "Oh, my blood can heal. It's gonna be okay," and and that didn't happen in the game, I believe. But um, it for a second, maybe like, "Oh, maybe they're not gonna go the direction of the game. Maybe mm-hmm. they're actually gonna have Henry and him hanging around with Ellie and Joel more." Yeah. But nope, it goes exactly the way the game goes. Pretty much, his brother goes crazy with the clicker virus in him. Henry shoots him, and then he kills himself, and that's just like. And that just reminds you, like, oh, this is like probably the bleakest show on TV. With like, if it, like with every moment they get of hope, it's it, it, gone. It, it's just gone in, in an instant, just like that. 
And uh, that just makes you believe, oh, wow, Bill and Frank got out the easiest yeah. <laughs> the show for yeah. sure. They got they pretty, pretty, pretty much went out on their own terms mm-hmm. in, in a very peaceful way. And, um, yeah, I think it's so far it's been a beautiful show so far. Yeah. And I did I did like the last episode a good amount, too. I liked uh, Storm Reed playing, I forget her name, mm-hmm. what the character she's playing. Riley? Riley, yeah, that's yeah. what it is, yeah. Well, yeah, just playing her. I thought she did a great job. She's usually good. I liked her on uh, Euphoria. I like her standing in the background while Zendaya just does crackhead shit and <laughs> and crying. <laughs> but uh, she's really good in that. And uh, I'm glad that I'm glad she's her acting ability. Like I feel like there's probably not many actors around Bella Ramsey's age that can like stack up to her because I feel like she's extremely talented mm-hmm. and just has this like charisma and charm to her that a lot of a lot of actors don't really have but they they really have good chemistry with each other yeah mm-hmm. yeah I, I believe their relationship i definitely want to do like when the season's over i definitely want to do like a deep dive into it mm-hmm. where like maybe we just sit here and we watch it together yeah mm-hmm. and we just we're just picking it apart as we're watching it because mm-hmm. i mean it's just it's so good that like for me I don't really go back and watch shows, but I could see myself going back and watching this one. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think the writing on this has been really great, too. Yeah. And what do you think of it, Jonathan? Well, I was going to agree with you guys in saying, well, my favorite episode was actually the uh, the brother one. But thinking back on it, I think I'm going to change it and say, I think it's episode five. The one when, um, well, I don't want to spoil it, but uh, spoiler, when um, Joel finally gets to see his brother or meets his brother. Oh, that's like a, the, I think that's six. I think I six. Think no, six was the one when uh, with Riley. Was it? I think yeah. so. I'm, it was I'm right losing, before that. I'm losing my weeks. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's kidding. No, well, it was that, that episode because, um, you know, Joel, you, you get to see more mm. of Joel. You know what I mean? Because so far up until now, we see we see some of his softer side, but um, you know, you know, he he doesn't really show it because he's like puts on a face or puts on puts up a wall. And I feel with that episode, it was perfect because you could finally see him let his guard down because he finally saw his brother. He finally shed tears and like embraced his brother when he's like, I forgot what his brother. Tommy! Yeah, Tommy, Tommy! <laughs> and then hugs him and like. The brother, like, you know, like, is happy to see him, too. But, like, that episode was like this because, like, you know, <laughs> and I'm talking about, like, in, like, a, a snap of the fingers, they turned against each other. And, like, yeah. they're like, you know, they're like, well, fuck you. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, whatever, whatever. It's like, damn, like, you guys just, and I told my my, uh, my um, brothers when we were watching, or my, my, my brother and sister, um, like, damn, they literally just saw each other. They were happy to see each other. And now they're at each other's throats. So, like, you know, you know what I mean? They were like fighting Fam- arguing. Family. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it was, it was a very good episode for me. And then like it was emotional. One. That one like was emotional for me in the in the term of like when uh, he told Ellie, he's like, you're going to go with him. And then she yeah. really sold it like you're betting me, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was for sad. Me. Yeah. That's, that was great. And Pedro Pascal doing a great job in here. Man, he's uh, man, he's killing it. Mm-hmm. Everybody's killing it. Yeah, like they, it's just like the cast has great chemistry. Everybody that they chose is just knocked their their part out of the park. So yeah, we'll definitely do a, a deep dive once the season is over. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, Alec, you had, or you are now, in charge of selecting our next movie. Yeah. And uh, what are we watching? Yeah, so this one, and um, this one comes upon us. uh, The Oscars are coming up, so I Mm -hmm. thought... We could watch. Oh God! Okay, that was you. Kind of jumped the gun. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't think he knew I was going to add it. That's why. So I was trying to time it, but I guess I timed it too early. <laughs> I'm trying. But uh, I decided that uh, we're going to watch. We talked about it a few times on here, uh, but it's a film from 1967, and it's a film starring Sidney Poitier called "Guess Who's Coming to Dinner." And this is a really great film. I talked about it, talked about it before, especially on the last episode, talking about uh, Sidney Poitier on his on his birthday, and basically about this interracial couple that uh, meet each other and they fall in love. This is before I think interracial marriage was uh, legal in many states in, in America, so they're they're kind of like feeling like, hmm, how how are people gonna like see our daughter in this way? Like being in love with a black man, and like is she gonna be in danger? Things like that. Like they're just thinking of those situations. And um, yeah, I'm excited for you guys to watch it. I think it's a great film. It's a actually my uh, dad's one of my dad's favorite movies. Nice. We watch it mm. a good amount of times every year. So, well, awesome. Right. So we are watching. Guess who's coming to dinner? Mm-hmm. Old school is cool. Fucking laugh. Good. All right, people. It's been another one. Mm -hmm. Next week is our first ever live stream. We're gonna sit here. We're gonna talk about and watch the Oscars. We're gonna look at commercials and talk about shit during commercials. We're gonna pick winners. Yep. It's gonna be fun. We're gonna gonna win winners. We're gonna what? I said we're gonna win winners. What does that mean? I don't know. We're going to win winners. I've never heard of that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to create a whole ass new term. Yeah. Femtablic or whatever. Fantabulous. 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 Oh, God. Uh, but yeah. So episode 14, man, live stream. We're going to, man, we're going to have a good one. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Oscar season. What? And we out this bitch. Peace.